I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast all about finding the darkness inside of ourselves and unleashing it on our friends, coworkers, and lovers. That's right. We are in the Dark Phoenix saga. Gary, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. Do doing, you, doing all right. Have you unleashed no. any dark aspects of your personality onto your friends and loved ones recently? Uh, I I woke up and and unleashed a dark aspect of piss onto my toilet. Okay. Hopefully uh, in. Hopefully the preposition you're looking for is in and not on, right? Nope. No. Okay. I like to, I like to glaze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll take a glazing more than a chocolate covered any day, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, just, <laughs> <laughs> I like to I like to give it the old bear claw. Uh, um, uh. I'm 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 good. I'm good. I uh, I've been getting too high before bed uh, in gummy towns. So I keep waking up with head fog, but like it's been a weird week. Nothing, nothing added to that. Just kind of been a weird week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, been been anxious and stuff, and uh, I I think I'm deciding to give my let myself off the hook a little bit and be like, I didn't get as much done I want as I wanted this week, uh, and I I didn't spend my brain power exactly the right way, but it's okay because I was feeling anxious and you know live to see another week. It's gonna yes. have to be okay. It's been a it was a rough week politically in the United States. Um, not to not it's been to a horrible week politically. Yeah, not not uh, to not to jump into a, a political thing, but like, uh, and this is also coming out like weeks later, so who knows what the current thing is? Um, but yeah, it's been it's been pretty miserable watching this country just try to race backwards into the. Uh, I mean, I was going to say like the eighteen hundreds, but I I think they're trying to take it, take us back all the way further here. <laughs> I don't know when they're trying to take it, us to just some weird new place that sucks ass. <clears throat> It's a, yeah, the, the thing I saw, the most bone chilling, uh, thing I saw, which I think is in Louisiana and somebody's going to freak out and be like, Oh, there's context you missed and stuff. I know I didn't, I didn't research it cause I was anxious about it and depressed, but a thing about, uh, this current stuff wrapping up into miscarriages. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that, that just happens. Nobody does that on purpose. And, uh, you paranoid fucking ding dongs. Like most women who I know have tried to get pregnant have had a miscarriage. Yep. They wanted to be pregnant more than anything. Yep. You fucking ghouls. You weirdo ghouls. Louisiana is um, particularly special because uh, we have apparently already voted a law into place where if Roe versus Wade gets struck down at the Supreme Court level without a vote or without governor oversight or anything, we just, as soon as that happens, that's a trigger and automatically abortion is banned in the state, statewide. Um, yeah. And then they're trying to further strengthen that, like, as we speak um, and say that, like, all abortion is a homicide, um, which is absolutely insane. Like, if you just look at, like, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the police or anything, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, <laughs> I don't back the blue, but uh, I don't know how you're going to ask a bunch of police officers who were terrible at their jobs to begin with and can barely solve crime uh, to solve a bunch more crimes with a bunch of women who just, are are in distress because they had a miscarriage or because they were forced into an abortion because of what this way, or because they just wanted an abortion. Like it's just, it's just not a sustainable yeah. system in any way. It's, and then like you said, it's just fucking ghoulish. Like it's just absolutely ghoulish. It's a, it's real gross. Uh, and I, I hate it. Um, at the time people are hearing this, when this episode comes out while down the road, we'll have already done our like little money raising thing. We're going to try to do, but depending on how long this lasts, which is probably forever, mm-hmm. um, you know, we might do another cause thing yeah. for this because I feel helpless and furious uh, and just um, disgusted, mm-hmm. uh, which, is, which is a really uh, unpleasant feeling to just sit with. 
but just this intense feeling of like, just why are these people like this? You know? Yeah, definitely watch social media. Um, on my Twitter, um, I've been I've been matching people that donate to the um, like the New Orleans slash Louisiana abortion fund. Um, so if you go to twitter.com slash JG Greer or whatever, find the link. I posted some screenshots or something and just send me like a DM or uh, at me or whatever, and I'll match your donation to it if you want to donate to that stuff. And also, I know, Gary, y'all are doing something this weekend, which is has already happened in the land of this live podcast that we're yes. doing, <laughs> but uh, definitely watch Duck Feed TV on Twitter as well for any announcements concerning that kind of stuff. Cause I'm sure we're all going to try to help. Like, I don't know what else to do. Voting didn't work. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> now it's, I don't know what to do. So let's throw money at the situation. So, Hey, now would be a great time to register to vote. We fucking voted. We did. Ghouls. We did. <laughs> I voted for your guy. I didn't you, even like your guy. Now your guy's not your even other, doing the thing that he's, the guy said he would do. other fucking ghouls. How dare you tell me to do that now? Oh, fucking sucks, you know? dude. It's just such a Didn't shitty help. situation. Um, Super shitty. And it's just, and then on top of real life stuff, it's just been really like, really, what a tense week. Uh, yeah. Disgusted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but <laughs> the X-Men are fighting the Hellfire Club. Yeah. In the 80s. So uh, <laughs> to catch us up from the episode that you guys heard two weeks ago, um, we are uh, in the midst of X-Men versus Hellfire Club. The Hellfire Club has captured all the X-Men and brainwashed Jean Grey into believing that she is the Black Queen um, and that she owns Storm. Which is a real weird yes. fact uh, <laughs> that you probably should not do nowadays, Chris Claremont. And Chris Claremont probably knows that, I think. Yeah. Um, you ever heard, yeah, he, he, you ever heard uh, Snoop Dogg talk about his old songs? Uh, they asked him, like, no. are, you, are you embarrassed about any of the stuff that you said in those, in those old song about, you know, the hoes talk and all that? And he was like, absolutely not. He goes, all, they were all hoes. <laughs> and and everybody stops and he's like i mean i wouldn't say anything like that nowadays and they're like oh okay okay, oh, okay. just back then I was, I was being accurate but now no i wouldn't say that at all it's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> ridiculous <laughs> I just, absolutely not absolutely <laughs> not they were all hoes <laughs> in, in my head i had him doing it in your voice instead of like you know, just Snoop like dog. a breaking character like yeah. he's been doing the stupid dog voice for <laughs> 50 years and all of a sudden he's like, no, not uh, really. Not really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we're going to pick this up uh, oh, yeah. with the X-Men um, still trapped and the, the Jean Grey still brainwashed. Um, and we're going to start off we with the cliffhanger where, where Scott went so, into the yeah. psychic realm to get mm-hmm. stabbed by a psychic sword. Yeah. And he died. Uh, um, yep. And then we go to, epi- excuse me, issue 134 with a cover that I like a whole lot. The next, like four issues are dude. just fucking amazing dude it's so Absolutely good Absolutely iconic like incredible covers just pop art masterpiece yeah class stuff every single one of them has been homage to death yes mm-hmm. uh in in x-men like whenever you see the x-men or any character standing in a real specific pose it's probably from this storyline yep um or um, one close to it or this run right like i mean these yeah. guys were kind of responsible for a lot of modern x-men modern modern day x-men uh iconography uh, this one is Jean Grey in the back, dressed up in the Black Queen outfit as a uh, phoenix fire is in the background. And then and we see the X-Men versus on one side and then the Hellfire Club on the other, all in red and black. And uh, man, just the colors. Like you said, just very pop art yep. and great. This is very beautiful. It's really cool. I was trying to look up um, the uh, colorist for mm-hmm. this because the whole run has them. And it's somebody different each time. Wow. Like really? This was just the house style, like doing these. And I love the this era of marble like colors yeah 
just so real bold, you know. Uh, also, this is going to sound like a real minor point, and it is a minor point. So the first page of this where the X-Men are watching Cyclops get up after not dying. Mm-hmm. Has Storm always had those little holes in her, like, thigh-high boots? I do not know. I have not been paying attention to I've her thigh I've never highs. noticed those before. Me either. I wonder if they yeah, stick around the throughout the, for, for the rest of the issue. Uh, maybe it's because she's flying and we just never see her, like, standing anywhere. She's always flying somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, uh, Cyclops is alive. Yes. You know, he's hurt real bad, but he's alive uh, there. And we get this. Uh, my favorite, this this run is full of recaps. <laughs> uh, this one page recap is my favorite one they've done like it's all real quick and, and like kind of fun yeah i love the yeah. the first three panels where we see like what they look like now um as they're chained up what they should look like in their normal outfits and nightcrawler looks no different whatsoever nope <laughs> <laughs> it's like still just nightcrawler and then there's the uh, you know the 1800s version of all of the characters that gene gray thinks she's seen because of mastermind um and yeah. uh yeah it's it's just it's just very good. Like you said, it's very succinct uh, for a wrap-up page, especially considering, like, in four issues, there's going to be a whole fucking issue that recaps all of the X-Men history and one of the most boring comics I've ever read. So <laughs> Non-stop recap. Uh, so we see our crew here. Uh, you know, they're toasting to evil. Yes. Basically, like, we did it. Uh, the rain is coming down. We have that Chekhov's uh, bare wire situation that Wolverine set up to set up a blackout. Uh, that's eminent. And then Wolverine, strategic mastermind, mm-hmm. uh, just comes in already fighting two dudes. Yeah. To just like, I just, I can't really expect like Harry Leland just to go, oh, again. And then just zap them again. Yeah. Just smash you him know? down to the floor. Like, <laughs> and, and just have him put, him put him right back in the sewer. It took him like a day to get back up. Like y'all would have time yeah. to deal with the situation. <laughs> <laughs> just keep punting him. It's very, uh, what if it, they just made an entire video game, except instead of Hades, it was Wolverine themed and it was just trying to escape the Hellfire Club. <laughs> to get up to the top of the Hellfire Club? Yes. That's a great idea for like a game. Right, game. dude. Yeah, that's great. Oh, uh, man. I would, I would also play Hellfire Club Sim. Okay. Where yeah. Where like you have to run the Hellfire Club. Dungeon Keeper, but the Hellfire Club. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sex yes. Dungeon Keeper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mutant Sex Dungeon Keeper. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh man, we were on fire today, Gary. These are good video game ideas. Someone hire there, us. There are there are not enough like X Men games are generally good. There are not nearly enough of them. No, keep going. I want to be I want to be fucking done with them. Like people are done with Marvel TV shows and movies. Like I want one hundred percent. I want to be so sick to death of X Men com or X Men video games that I just I can't see another one. But yet I can't stop buying and complaining about them. Like that's the level. How, I can, be how at. can there be this many Assassin's Creeds? And we haven't had an X-Men video game since X-Men Destiny. Isn't that wild? Isn't that just fucking crazy? It feels like they just totally like dropped out of his... I know we're about to get... Well, that's that's going to be more of a Marvel game anyway. Like, that's that's everybody. That's not even really... I know got X- the Wolverine game coming. That's right. I keep forgetting about that Wolverine game. Yeah. That'll be good. Two episodes in a row, you keep forgetting about it. Well, Gary, it's yeah. been a rough week, okay? It has been a rough week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, uh, but we do... We do it. There, there's light on the horizon. It's true. A little bit. And... I started replaying uh, just for fun uh, Ultimate Alliance Two because mm-hmm. I, I all I can play is mindless comfort games right now, uh, and that has plenty of X Men in it. Yeah, and it's, it's still fun. Shit. Is that that's the ones they ported, right? Yeah, yeah. I they ported those. them for too much money, but I paid it anyway because yeah, I did too. Games. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and the first one is better, but I played the first one when they ported them. I never played the second one when they ported them, so I'm okay. finally getting around to that. I need to I need to boot those up. I have those on my PS5 somewhere. 
fun. They're like, they're pure, dumb fun. Yeah. They're real good. Just, uh, Jason Wingard at this point, uh, he's like, ah, this is my chance. You know, um, I can, I can, you know, get rid of Shaw here. Hey, Shaw, your man Leland fucked up, but my man, I can, I won't fuck up. Black Queen, do it. Uh, and just has Black Queen, uh, zap Wolverine. Uh, however, at this point, uh, he does not know that Black Queen is under or out from under his control. Yes. At the same time, she opens up Cyclops's weird little head mm-hmm. uh, thing, which I don't really understand his mask. It stops him from seeing, but not from using his powers. No. So he's, he's this. They replaced his visor with this, this Ruby Quartz helmet. So when she takes that off, he shoots it at the android guy, and then he oh. hit, and then he's she's telepathically telling him, "Hey, move your head, like look to your left and shoot, <laughs> and try to miss Nightcrawler." I guess. <laughs> Here's what I actually missed in the first panel where he zaps uh, Pierce. He shoots his helmet off. Yeah, yeah, the helmet is goes with him. So he he blasts that, the yeah with yeah. a good whack. That's what I missed. <laughs> he whacked him, and that's the yeah. I just thought he just whacked him with a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he blasts off everyone's handcuffs uh, so everybody can fight. Uh, blast Leland out of the wall. Just lots of blasts. Lots of blasts. Um, yeah. Wolverine uh, realizes that Jean Grey is on their team and then uh, goes after Leland to get some of that sweet, sweet revenge. Uh, and Cyclops, uh, as uh, Sebastian Shaw is headed over there to to take him out, he says, you know, if you, you can hit me with your blast, it won't affect me. And Cyclops said, who said I was going for you? And he shoots the floor. And so uh, yeah. now Sebastian Shaw goes to the, go to the, goes to the sewer level. Uh, level it's a, it's level a real move one, in this arc. Level one of my like, Hades game. is <laughs> just the, yeah. the Hellfire Club <laughs> sewer. <laughs> it's, the, it's the sequel where Sebastian Shaw has to fight his way back up. Uh, dude, I mean, if you, uh, if you beat it, if you beat the first round, if you beat the first you game, Shaw. you unlock Shaw. And then you have to beat Wolverine at the end. It's a whole different game. Yeah. <laughs> you just go back and forth. <laughs> the, um... Uh, Pierce, uh, you know, reaches down the pit and yells for Shaw. <laughs> what he's hey! looking to accomplish here? Hey, I really want it to be there? like the the Elden Ring like gesture, like hey. And then Colossus picks him up, but Colossus decided not to use his powers for no real good reason, and get kicks gets kicked in the face. There's a lot of good uh, Cyclops negging colossus during this well he has to he just spent the last like yeah. entire issue getting negged by jason wingrave yeah. so like he has, pass to, he has to pass that shit on um, cycle of abuse yep uh you've got a brain got inside head, that head of yours it, mister shit. start using it <laughs> using it yeah and, it, and you know fair enough colossus did just decide to fight somebody without turning into colossus mm-hmm. uh for no real good reason um jason wingard does his signature move which is to turn into the wall uh to hide out <laughs> Like I love everything in the, these issues is so fun and stupid. Like we're gonna like it's all great. It's super great high drama, but there's some of my favorite just dumbass absolutely comic yeah. book things that happen in this. It's real good. Like Wolverine uh is gonna tackle Leland and somebody in the crowd just goes, It's a maniac. Call the police. Like this yell this <laughs> yellow guy with knives for hands flies out of the wall. I mean to be fair, oh, like maniac. that movie Maniac probably came out around this time period. So people were sure. a little bit a little bit scared of Maniacs. <laughs> really primed for maniacs maniac cop as well yeah yeah out as well uh and leland just zaps him and makes him super dense so they go to the sewers yes <laughs> uh, everybody goes back to level one <laughs> leland's an unlockable character uh, um the uh so 
Shaw is going to make his way up to the sewer from the sewer level. Nightcrawler kind of zaps him. He's teaming up with Storm. The idea is they're not going to hit him. They're going to freeze him and juggle him. And juggle him. Yeah. Uh, that juggling panel is one of my favorite panels in X-Men. Absolutely. Uh, we're not quite there yet, but I just love Nightcrawler just going, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> just, <laughs> Trapping him in a perpetual panel. motion machine is very funny to me. Like, that's, that's so good, good shit. Uh, meanwhile, we skip over to Beast, who is not technically yep. on the X-Men team right now, but he's, uh, he's reading the, the origin of consciousness and the breakdown of the bicameral mind by Julian Jaynes and thinking, hmm, can't wait to see the movie. Uh, yeah. but he's on, he's on duty as to respond to any calls from the Avengers. Um, because one of the shittiest perks of being an Avenger is that you have to pull all nighters where you sit around You're and wait the for a guy. Yeah. You have to sit around and wait for a telephone call. Like, come on, guy, yeah. Tony, Tony, you don't have technology. <laughs> like I can't, you can't give me a <laughs> pager. <laughs> they, don't, <laughs> they don't have a telephone that makes noise. Start can't in, invent it yet. So you have to watch the screen. Yeah. Or a telephone uh, that rings multiple telephones. <laughs> nope. Star, Stark's working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't get there. He's going to get Kang to come back from the future to make it. Um, the police, uh, they put out a police APB on the Hellfire Club uh, that's being attacked by the X-Men. So this is a cool little subplot of these issues that doesn't go too far, but I like. Mm-hmm. Is that like in the name of the police, like the X-Men just came in here and trashed a legitimate business person's club. Yeah. So the Avengers were going to be called just to like beat up the X-Men. Like they're the terrorists in this situation. Yes. Um, but um, Beast is the one who like deletes the record of it and then doesn't follow the procedure because the X Men are his bros. Yeah. Um, so he's going to go help the X Men just by himself, um, which is good. I like I like Beast being on Team X Men. So I never really liked yeah. him on the Avengers Once an X-Men, that much. Always an X-Men. It, the, whenever when the time where he's on the Avengers made him real goofy. Yeah, he's like constantly making like shitty quips uh, in these issues, and I know for a lot of people that's their Beast. But as my Beast was informed by the animated series. I prefer a drier, more intolerable beast. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, meanwhile, Pierce and Colossus are still fighting, uh, and Colossus is almost about to be overcome by uh, Pierce's weird, like, android strength. Uh, and then he's like, wait, I'm Colossus. I can just break your arm off. No NBD. Yep. Um, well, he does it because he was racist. <laughs> Uh, is, or that's what he he acts like that like because i'm a mutant mm-hmm. but pierce doesn't say anything about being a mutant. he says on your knees you bolshevik buffoon and then colossus is like you call me a mutant i am just a human <laughs> inside just like you he's like, no, he called you a communist yeah <laughs> like, pierce it's okay say anything about a mutant. Yeah. <laughs> you're just ahead of your time man get a little like colossus rose emoji and join the party uh so yeah he's here in anti-mutant hysteria where there's not any uh, breaks his arm. Uh, he uses the stump of the arm to blind Colossus and runs away. Got him. Uh, Got him. Meanwhile, we go back to Nightcrawler on this panel that is just amazing, <laughs> where he is uh, on the like his shoulders uh, with his legs in the air and just juggling Sebastian Shaw. Uh, like, and Sebastian Shaw cannot do anything about it until uh, he realizes, oh wait, I can, and just grabs his foot and slings him. <laughs> oh shit! I should do something about this. I uh, grabs his foot, and th- the idea is he's like. Um, you know, just because you're not punching, you know, I'm not using my powers doesn't mean I can't fight. Uh, not how kinetic energy works. Uh, being uh, kicked, you know, over and over would also charge up his powers. Uh, well, I can so, I can tell that you've never been juggled by Nightcrawler because it's just a it's just a soft little rotation. It's not even a kick, Gary. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's, it's and it also like extremely like ticklish. <laughs> See, <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's not like being punched it's like an air fryer kind of thing uh storm makes him cold 
and then he runs away. He throws Nightcrawler into Storm and then runs away, and he's he's too cold to stay and fight. Yes. Uh, as he is uh, leaving, uh, he runs into Pierce, and Pierce is like, you know, we lost. Uh, and Shaw's like, it's okay, we lost the battle, but not the war. Yeah. You know, let's get out of here. And uh, we get Cyclops trying to chase um, Jason Wingrave. Um, and Wingard. Mastermind is making everybody believe that Cyclops is attacking the joint. Again, playing into that uh, mutants or terrorist ordeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's where the blackout happens. Finally. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not very helpful. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, we spent a lot of time on it. Like We had foreshadowing to it. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, for something like, and and Claremont is known to like set up things a long time before they actually happen, and to like bury little like details and hints and stuff. Um, for this just to be like an opportunity for Wolverine to like prank Cyclops, I, I guess it's worth <laughs> it, right? Like that's it, because that's what happens. Like, the lights go off. Cyclops is like, "What?" And then Wolverine is like, "Hey!" And he's like, "Whoa, <laughs> whoa!" <laughs> Cripes, he startled me. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, uh, he's like, what? Yeah, you know, what happened to Leland? He says, "Don't ask." Uh, and he's like, "Well, if that if he thinks if that's what I think it does, Professor X is going to have a fit." It's a and whole lot of demerits. Yeah, tons of demerits. He just says, "We're getting out of here." Yeah. So they had to do that in the dark for some reason. Yes. Um, Wingard is pretending to be the wall in the dark, uh, but Jean Grey is able to find him. Yes, of course. Uh, he comes out of the wall. He's trying to escape. And uh, Jean Grey, as uh, you know, she's Dark Phoenix now. We don't know yet mm-hmm. uh, at this point. And basically says, like, he fucked this up. Uh, you know, you tried to, you know, break me and, and subserve me to your will. However, showing me that Cyclops uh, died, like, right in my face, like, shocked me out of it. Tipped me over the edge. Yep. Uh, and she, she fucks him up. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is great. This is good villain, Jean. Um, we get a quick, uh, explanation as to why he was able to do that. It's because of a mind tap mechanism that the white queen made. Love it. Okay. Very 60s, very <laughs> silver age. And I did. Well, okay, sure. Uh, yep. the, the best, the best part about this is that Emma Frost has never bothered to make anybody another one. And I think it's just because she was like, well, that was obviously a mistake to let anybody use any like, kind of small amount of my powers, especially that dude. Yep. Um, um, but yeah, and she, also they didn't even check on her or anything like that. Like nope. she got fought a couple issues ago and they're just like, she's not, doesn't appear anymore. In this crossover um i love this this moment here where gene says like hey you know you, you you gave me what i secretly wanted um and 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 use that to destroy me uh and it's only fair that i return the compliment and you know hey you you wanted power let me show you what true power is like um and basically opens his mind and consciousness to the entire universe um, his brain floods with all of the myriad, absolute, contradictory truths of existence. Uh, yeah, Chris Claremont on his cosmic bullshit is 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 my, probably my fave. Chris Claremont. <laughs> this is real good. Like, yeah. This is uh, this sells Jean Grey as like a cosmic. Yes. Threat. And note, I said cosmic uh, and not space. Like, I feel like those are two yes. totally different things. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, having Phoenix like basically do this mind crime to him and drive him insane by showing him all the secrets of the universe is real cool. Uh, what a, what a good, good idea and how, what a scary thing for, you know, Jean Grey, if you imagine at the time you're reading and we have a version of this because we love Jean Grey mm-hmm. as X-Men fans. But if you were just reading this month to month and never expected, you know, the hero of this comic to do something this fucked up. Yeah. Especially to do something this fucked up 
out of con- out of the puppet master's control, right? Like you you probably yes. they were really setting you up to believe like, oh, Jean Grey is attacking the X-Men and but but it's okay, she's being mind controlled and then she literally smashes the mind control device and then does something far more heinous than she did while she was in Wingrave's power. Like it's it, it must have yeah. been a complete like rug pull moment of like what in the fuck is this? Well, and then and then she does the thing with the planet soon. Yeah, oh yeah, which is absolutely classic. Yeah, yeah. retconned in an irritating way, but the um also how dare she bully somebody who cuts their own hair so hard? Look at when look at Mastermind's horrible fucking haircut. Oh yeah, that's a COVID cut right there, bro. Yeah, it's real, real Jason COVID cut Wingard. I um I, I, I say the COVID cut. It's really funny seeing people on uh, Twitter or Facebook or whatever like posting selfies and being like, "I've been cutting my own hair for two years and I'm, I don't plan to stop now." And I'm like, maybe. I mean, I'm not saying you got a plan. I'm just saying, like, you did it. You did it the other way for a long time. Like, maybe, maybe yeah. you should go back. Just see, see how, how it works. Lives. Yeah, that's okay. It's yeah. twenty dollars. Like, I, you know, I paid twenty dollars yeah. to watch two dogs fuck. Like, what it, what could it cost? <laughs> twenty dollars to watch two dogs fuck. Sorry, that's something my dad says, and I hung out with him recently, and I just I unconsciously <laughs> picked it up. It's, it's Hold a, up. <laughs> It's a, Why does your dad say that? It's Under a, what? It's it's a. I think it's an expression to say like, you know, oh, it's a, it only costs that. Like I I have that. I'll have that in the change in my pocket or whatever. But like it's like I, ten dollars. I'd pay ten dollars to watch two dogs fuck. Like I would literally throw away ten dollars. So this ten dollars means nothing to me. I think is what he's using it for. But it's in my head it, now. It just become a thing. So I say it every once in a while, even though because yeah. watching dogs fuck is free and you'd be foolish to spend you'd be money foolish to pay ten dollars for it. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. What an amazing phrase. <laughs> like, huh. the colorful characters you guys have down there. I'm telling you, dude. Yeah. Full, of, full of interesting <laughs> phrases. <clears throat> I had to call my dirt yeah. guy today, and he used the N-word four times in a conversation with me. Christ. But, but he's a really <laughs> good dirt guy. so fucking much. <laughs> he's a really good dirt guy, though, Gary. He lives right down the road. <laughs> uh. Uh, was it in, was it in the worst context that could be, or was he doing it in a non sequitur way, talking about dirt? Um, we were and dis- like soil. We were discussing. I don't know how detailed I want to get into this, and I might. T- I can fill yeah, the details so, on the sorry. mic, but he was specifically referring to a person that we both know who was black. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The kind of shit my dad used to do. Yeah, dude, just, awful. Just like, makes you there's seriously nothing- uncomfortable. I was about to say there's nothing worse than there's one thing worse than yeah, but it is a very specific bad uh, feeling when someone tries to like elbow nudge you into their bigotry. Oh, uh, I, I hate that feeling so much. Like that just is like again. I'm not. I started out saying there's nothing worse than obviously. Yeah, actually being the victim of that racism is a thousand times worse. Uh, because nobody has ever um, made racist comments towards me because I'm you know a white dude that lives in the South. Uh, Like the thing that guys do, and this is almost exclusively dudes uh, where they wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, aren't we, we both feel the same way about this is absolutely disgusting. It happened to me uh, with a mayor the other day. I was a customer, which is a a town in Louisiana. Uh, I'm at the meeting with the town clerk um, who was a woman and she, a woman who was Spanish. um, I I believe she's Spanish. Um, another dude in there and we're like having a meeting the mayor comes in and i'm like hey mayor are you going to be at that shindig tomorrow night that we're going to the crawfish bowl and he's like oh i'm going down to baton rouge tonight so i'll definitely be there you know i gotta go stop this bill they're trying to pass this blah 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 and it goes into like a really lengthy like political thing that i have no idea about and i was like oh 
well, that sounds terrible, but hey, at least we have crawfish tomorrow night. It'll be fun. And he's like, yeah, and you know, and you know, that guy trying to push that bill through, you know, he's a 13 percenter. And I was like, I mm. genuinely said, I, I do not know what that is referring to. And he's like, I'll let you figure it out. Uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I look around the room and like the other guy in the room who is much younger than anybody else is like, obviously clueless and just will not get involved. Um, and then the woman, it just like looks so fucking uncomfortable. I could, I couldn't stand it. I was just like, okay, see you. See you yeah. later. <laughs> I don't ugh. all this shit's this sucks and is embarrassing and people who uh engage in all this stuff it's fucking it it sucks. Yeah. It's it, such an understatement but it's just like man why you got to be such an asshole? Yeah, yeah. It was um it was super gross to be honest with you. It was super bad and yeah. it comes unfortunately like that was the worst time in a long time. Um but I, I do I do hear a lot of uh, just casual racist remarks. It's not often that I hear the N word anymore. Uh, cause I think I have, yeah. I think I have just put that vibe out there where I'm not that dude. Um, but it's, it's still like very casual racist. So anyway, we were, we're way afield of, um, Jean Grey torturing Wingrave to death, basically. <laughs> the, uh, well, cause yeah. Uh, so she, she leaves mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, and Scott walks up on her you know, and is like, Hey, I've been searching for you. Okay. And he immediately knows something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, the rapport, she's hiding something. Yeah. She's kind of blocking uh, that right. mental connection a little bit. Um, and she says yeah. that she's out of, you know, Wingrave's control, the rest of the X-Men all kind of joined together. Like, Hey, we got to get the fuck out of here because if they arrest us, uh, they'll, they'll charge us, you know, as criminals. And I'm like, don't they all just know where you live? <laughs> like, but I've, it's hard to remember. Like, this is a time where like, they're all still kind of relatively secret. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, who can tell? Because that gets done and undone constantly. Yeah. It happens with every comic. Like that happens with, um, like Daredevil, or if I read an old Spider-Man, I'm like, is this is the point in the continuity where people know what Spider-Man is or no? Yeah, you know, do people know who Daredevil is or no? Um, the uh, they kind of walk outside. Uh, Jaw looks at them and is like, okay, you know, good for them. They're you know they're gonna take off, and we're gonna make the world hate them. Um, you know, he sets, sets up his kind of long-term plan. They go out to the lagoon. Cyclops pulls up the blackbird out of it. Uh, and everyone notices Cyclops is having a rough time. Yes. He's, um, because Cyclops in his head is like, there's something drastically wrong with Jean. Uh, I have to get her to professor X. Like I am way out of my league here. Um, also, I mean, a, she, she's just so much hotter than I am just in general, but also she's, yeah. car- she's carrying a cosmic psychic force. And that's also makes me out of my league. Um, yeah. so he's Can trying to give her clothing <laughs> yeah. as opposed to underwear. <laughs> uh, so he's trying to rush back to New Mexico, which is where they left, uh, professor X hanging out with angel. Um, they see the cops rolling up to the hellfire club and then, um, all of a sudden Phoenix starts talking, um, and saying, you know, against the cops, you may have some hope of survival, uh, but against me, you have none. And when they turn around, the dark Phoenix is revealed, this like red outfit with her hair going all fucking crazy and she explodes the plane. Yeah. Fucking what a hell of a cliffhanger, dude. Like imagine waiting 30 days, right? Like you're, you know, 13 years old passing around X-Men comics with your buddy being like, what in the fuck, what is going to happen? How are they going to get out of this one? Imagine then like you go to the comic book store next month and then the cover is the, the one thirty five cover. Again, again, all these covers are bangers, but gigantic, Dark Phoenix destroying the X Men logo. That's so big good, dude. It's her. So fucking awesome. Ah, uh, this is this shit. This is this is the good stuff. 
Um, I love I love Jean so Grey's we, we, face on this cover too, man. Like just her like intense yeah. dark smile as she's crushing the logo. Oh, it's just so fucking good, man. Sicko mode, absolute sicko mode. The uh, we start off. I love the the beginning of this as well, where she explodes the blackbird into the word Dark Phoenix. Yes, yeah. Just, just like Magneto you know. writing his name in cursive with the metal in the air. <laughs> She's bringing it Very back. Somewhere. Bringing it back. Uh, explodes this. Uh, and then just the, all the X-Men are now falling out of the sky because their jet yeah. got destroyed. Uh, they, they were up in the air. Uh, we get a lot of kind of figuring out how they're going to land, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, they don't, most of them don't fly. Uh, Colossus just decides to land first uh, to get real heavy. Um, Nightcrawler kind of teleports to the ground, but it looks like he keeps his momentum. Yeah. Which I didn't know happened. Uh, so he flies sideways instead of down. Uh, Storm grabs uh, Wolverine and Cyclops is just kind of fallen. She grabs uh, Wolverine then, by the underwear, right? Like that dude's wedgied up yeah. right now. Like I know Super you, wedgied. I know you got a healing factor, but there's underwear in your crack and your healing factor can't, 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 can't deal his with it. His crack that. just pushes it out. The uh, you don't think his feel- healing factor can push his underwear out of his butt? I don't think so. No, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record uh, <laughs> as saying that no. Like I feel like I feel like if you like his healing factor, like if he's if he's um blindfolded, right, or if he's gagged, yeah. like his healing factor doesn't like remove the blindfold or the gag, right? Okay. So like if I but I, if he has if he has a knife in him, yeah, I bet you the healing factor pushes the knife out. Easily, yeah, a hundred percent. And yeah. bullets, we've seen it. We've so, seen that happen a hundred times with bullets, right? Where they just drip, drip. So on maybe the it's a very deep wedgie that his his butt will push out. Man, that has to be. That is like dark phoenix level wedgie. I don't know the storm could pull off a wedgie like <laughs> she's that. a goddess. She's a weather witch. Of course she. Are can. you saying she's using her mutant powers to she's wedgie, a wedgie him witch. now? She's she shooting yeah. lightning like uh, underwear <laughs> laced lightning up his ass. Is that what's happening? <laughs> Uh, we predict a hundred percent chance of a wedgie storm, <laughs> and then just—I bet Storm would give you the worst uh, whirlies, right? Like just hold you by, with wind underneath the toilet into a just, hurricane. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, it'd be bad. It would be not good. Um, yeah, it'd be really rough. They managed to save um, uh, Cyclops um, just barely. She has to kind of fend off Dark Phoenix uh, from running toward from from grabbing Cyclops, and then Wolverine is able to grab him out of the air. And then they were all safely on the ground uh, when, of course, Dark Dark Phoenix shows up and is like, "Hey, I uh, there's no love here. Like, I'm that's I'm not Jean Grey. I'm Dark Phoenix, and I'm going to murder all of you fools." Yep. Uh, Colossus picks up a tree. He's pulling his punches. He's going to try to tangle her on the top of the tree, which, like, you know, not your brightest idea, Pete. Uh, but I like uh, what she does is she turns him uh, into a human. You know, against his will with her power. So the tree's going to fall on him, and then Wolverine's going to come help lift the tree. So she turns the tree to gold so it crushes them both. Dope. That's great. Yeah. It's super dope. One of the things uh, I really like about, I think, these yeah. four issues specifically is just how much fun they have with the powers, right? Like, and it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's something that you and I really focus on when we talk about the X-Men stuff because, you know, like in the last issue when Colossus just forgot that he was Colossus, he was like, I'm going to punch you like a dude. Um, but here, like, seeing Jean Grey, like, manipulate the mutant gene to a degree and then also seeing, like, you know, them all having to figure out how to save themselves falling out of a exploded airplane is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. Um, the uh, So Storm comes up and she's going to try to to stop Jean Grey and everyone at the since this is a Claremont comic, everyone is nonstop recapping stuff that happened a long time ago. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, 
we're going to, we're going to skip that. Yeah. But you know, she's in her head. Everyone is just like, she is my friend, my sister, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff. Uh, it doesn't work. She gets zapped. Yes. Uh, Colossus and her, not Colossus. I, now I am doing it. Yes. Cyclops and Nightcrawler walk up and they don't even get a scene. <laughs> Jean Grey just goes and shuts them down. They, uh, she hits them from a hundred different ways at once. And the last two X-Men yep. drop in their tracks. Uh, very cool. Like just absolutely wiping the floor with the X-Men and like under two pages. Very dope. Um, yep. nothing. And then is like, okay, I'm out of here. Uh, I'm done with you guys. You'll never see me again. My destiny is in the stars. Swim you later. And then just fucking leaves. Yes. <laughs> Incredibly alpha move. Yes. I love it. The, uh, we cut over to the police at the, uh, the Hellfire Club kind of doing a statement and stuff. And we, we mentioned uh, Senator Kelly was there. Uh, we find out that Pierce and Leland got really hurt. Uh, or Wingard and Le- uh, Leland got really hurt. Uh, so they're being taken to the hospital. Senator Kelly is like, hey, I'm really sorry about this. You know, uh, to Shaw. Uh, and Shaw says, hey, uh, here's something we can do. We don't need the, the Fantastic Four or the Avengers or anything. Here's a way that you can do it within your power as a presidential candidate. Uh, how about Sentinels? Bring them back. Yep. Uh, which I forgot that Shaw did this. Yes. Uh, this is cool chessmaster bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and and it's especially despicable because he is a mutant <laughs> and he hangs out with a yeah. bunch of mutants. Like it's not like he's immune to the Sentinels. He just wants. It's just that kind of hubris of him being like, oh, if I I can control this so that only the, they'll only you know kill the mutants that I yeah. want them to kill. We'll get Emma Frost to make a device. Yeah, of course. She's great at it. She loves making devices. Absolute tinker. The uh, famous. Um, we call her maker. While this conversation is happening, a, a full phoenix uh, presents itself above them, um, and it's terrifying. Um, and this display attracts the attention of people all over the world. So we go around like kind of a, a check-in of Fantastic Four because it showed up on Reed Richards' instruments. Um with Ben Grimm, you know, conveniently asking did Galactus step on Yancey Street? Like, can you just, I mean, it's not the center of the universe. Like, I don't, I don't care about the bodegas on Yancey Street, Ben Grimm. Like, just, just leave it alone. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's very good. Uh, this, this is also very famous. This everyone reacting mm-hmm. thing. Uh, you know, G, uh, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man just being like, whoa. Uh, I love Doctor Strange being like, what does this mean for Doctor Strange? <laughs> uh, is this question. <laughs> and then silver surfer for just a second being like maybe she'll be like me like, <laughs> maybe i won't be so alone inc- incredible incel energy of uh silver surfer uh, and it doesn't uh because uh, at the bottom uh editor-in-chief jim shooter has put up note of like if you want more of the silver surfer see you know epic illustrated number one and i'm like i don't want to see any more of this sad boy like i just got done with the robert pattinson batman and that was way too sad for me so i don't need more of this i promise you <laughs> Um, the uh, extremely like way sillier yes. version of it. Um, yeah. But Dark Phoenix is flying into space. Um, she is. She soars spacewards to fill her malefic destiny. Um, Somebody later says, "Let your malefic destiny uh, take over." Thank you, Chris. We appreciate that. <laughs> I, I love that people just say malefic destiny all the time god doesn't this comic i know we've got malekith in olden rain but malefic seems like it would be an area right like the malefic ruins or yeah. something like you, i'm surprised that hasn't shown up in a from software game yet yeah um, yeah the malefic crucible uh so this is happening they're flying out in space they go past a space station 
Oh, not yet. This is. Uh, oh no, that's a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. this is. Uh, they this go is back to the Quinjet, yeah. where yeah, Beast is is flying in. You know, we were introduced to Beast uh, by saying, um, like, not more than five blocks away, where he's waiting for blah blah blah, and then he took like a full fucking like phoenix explosion to get out here <laughs> like what, what what path did he take he is flying a plane and it looks like he's flying through space yeah where did he go <laughs> <laughs> this suborbital flight like 10 blocks down the street to the hellfire club i know um, i know people think that like you know because like pilots would be like oh yeah we don't go in a straight line we actually do like a curve thing because you know we, it's it's shorter because of the way the world is curved or anything and i just wonder if like beast is just up his own ass it's like oh if i fly to mars and then fly back. <laughs> like I've technically traveled a shorter. Day. And I'm like, no, dude, that's not how it works. You've been gone for two years. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we've all aged. Uh, he he lands. Uh, you know, he revives the X Men yes. at this point and helps everybody, wakes everybody up, lifts the golden tree. You know, uh, and uh, lifts the golden tree. Um, so they're all gonna to head out. We uh, we cut over to them heading out to uh, where Professor X and Angel are yep. in New Mexico. Um, everyone, you know, he's saying like, "Hey, uh, I erased the tape. Once an X Men, always an X Men." And uh, they're setting up this internal conflict that he's going to have. Yeah, uh, he's not there yet, but he's going to start feeling conflicted about this stuff. Probably gets followed up on in Avengers. Uh, Xavier is meanwhile checking in with Moira. Uh, both of them have picked up uh, this Phoenix manifestation on their scans. Um, Moira is like, this definitely feels like a cosmic thing. Uh, and, uh, Professor Xavier is like, yeah, this, this, I think the Phoenix is completely out of control. And when Warren asks what happens, uh, Xavier helpfully says, uh, the simple explanation is that power, cor- power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And I just want Warren to walk over and just slap him on the back of his bald head and be like, can you just talk <laughs> like a normal fucking person? Like that doesn't, I know, I know that that's a thing, but you can't talk yeah, in, in phrases, Xavier. Like this is my friend. <laughs> it, it's also, don't you think it oversimplifies the dark Phoenix a little bit to say that? Yeah. Like, that, that phrase is not you generally used for Phoenix style <laughs> stuff, Xavier. Uh, Xavier's very funny in all these issues. Uh, here's where Dark Phoenix passes the space station with Peter Corbeau yes. on it. Um, you know, so we're going to have him uh, show up. He's going to talk to the president later in one of my favorite scenes. And then a very famous like Marvel thing that later got, uh, I can't remember if this got retconned or they wanted it to be retconned. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the origin of why there's like Madeline Pryor. And when they find the Phoenix egg, down at the bottom of, of the ocean and Inferno and all that stuff. It all comes down to this moment uh, here. And I get confused a little bit, like remembering what got retconned about this, but I know this was highly controversial. Yeah. Uh, this was a really big deal. So in the comics, Phoenix rolls up uh, and she's passing Jupiter and she's like, yeah. I need to go to a galaxy far, far away. Um, hat tip um, to Gary's favorite franchise had to had to do a little criticism little uh shout out um and she creates a recent blockbuster her own stargate um so she can travel millions of light years away uh and when she does this she realizes like oh this my power is not like infinite yet like i still like that took a lot out of me um but luckily there's a star over there so i can just go fly into it and basically speed up its um Blah, 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 blah. It star the stuff <laughs> yeah and uh and eats basically essentially eats the star um causes it to supernova uh and then uh unfortunately 
does not care, does not realize that, uh, you know, there's an inhabited planet full of five billion living sentient beings that lives in this system that depends on that star who are all wiped out instantly. Making her yep. easily the worst Marvel villain by a significant, <laughs> just in sheer Except numbers. In like, it puts her in Thanos and Galactus class mm-hmm. for the shit. Like Galactus has done this many times over. You know, but it's really rare for one of our heroes to do this on accident. Yeah. Basically. And the prose here is pretty good. Uh, I think of like describing the kind of shit that happens. Yes, I agree. Yeah. This, he, you know, he really, uh, it feels like he, it's still Chris Claremont, but it feels like he reined himself in. So it's not like paragraphs of things. Like it's just real simple, direct and evocative language. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, they don't they don't talk about how she did this group of goofy ass aliens a favor because they have the worst faces. Yeah, they um, that an alien has ever come up with. I mean, uh, I'd, it like if you know what they look like they look like if somebody uh, if the Sandman uh, Neil Gaiman uh-huh. as the Sandman mm-hmm. was popular enough, mm-hmm. and they made Halloween masks yep. mm-hmm. of them, and they got enough like melted or something. Yeah, they've got the the weird wrinkles of somebody that like. Um, that I associate with people who got like uh their I don't know like got like the the gastrointestinal band or something and so like dropped sixty pounds in two months so they've got like the wrinkly thing happening because they yeah. the skin hasn't like become taut around again um like that's what their face looks like it looks like their face got like really really big and then then they took it away and so their skin just is all in flaps and yeah they all have the same they all have Morpheus hair haircut yeah yeah they all got horrible Morpheus dream hair mm-hmm. uh. But they didn't deserve to die. And of course, they're an uh, ancient they, peace-loving race. Like, yes. <laughs> it just made it real easy for everybody they, to hate Jean Grey. <laughs> they love peace. If this was they the creed, people would be like, eh, I mean. Eh. Eh. The scrawl would be like, you know, game recognized game. Like, they'd be giving her high fives and gift baskets. Oh, yeah. Um, the cool thing about a scrawl gift basket is that it turns into a tote. Ooh. It can turn into any kind of vessel. I love it. Um, the, uh, this is seen by a Shi'ar ship. Yes. Uh that it, that is watching. Um it's the most advanced Shi'ar warship on its maiden voyage. Yeah. Uh and we get introduced to uh these little guys. We learn about the planet's called Dabari. Uh and we learn about this guy, Captain what's his name? Uh Ding Dong or something. Con- I don't know who I these think guys it's like are. Connor uh, or I don't something. like the Shi'ar. Yeah, it's it's boring. Um Juber. Juber. Yeah, there you Captain go. Captain Juber. Juber. Yeah. <laughs> Juber. I barely uh, know her. Am I right? Uh, I do, there's nothing fucking dorkier than the Shia. She's <laughs> just so stupid. I will. I do. I'll just before Why do they we look like this. Before we get too far past it, the the p- three panels where the planet is exploding are fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah. I just wanted to mention it before we oh, got too far. It's phenomenal. Yeah. 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 Uh, that that's really good. Um, there the art is really impeccable. Like you can't do anything about the Shia designs. No. And I say that even though John Byrne probably made them. Yeah. You know, but but once you're trapped in there, you're trapped in there. Yeah. Once you made a bird person, um, you're, you're fucking. Once you once you yeah. once you create one bird person, Gary, <laughs> build as many bridges as you like. But no. Yep. You just you you watch two dogs fuck for ten bucks, and that's <laughs> all you're known for. Yeah. Uh, they um, see, they see that it's the phoenix, um, and they fire on her, um, because I mean this is a it, I mean it's an evil being that's destroying this world so they're trying to take her out uh and she immediately just fucks up the ship so bad that they have to call uh Lalandra 
who was just like sleeping. And I don't know how time works, but I just find it very funny that she's like in the bed when they call. I don't know why. It's just Everyone's sleeping. And they, they spend some attention to it. Like, Chamberlain, can you tell us more? I too was sleeping. <laughs> like, they do a lot to establish. I love how this implies the, the Shiar's advanced technology that they're able to have a phone directly ring in a bedroom mm-hmm. that the Avengers don't have. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Presumably this phone rang like several bed chambers at the same time. Um uh, so they, they FaceTime a little bit uh, and find out like the ship is just absolutely gone. Um, there's no, yep. and like, so Phoenix just completely destroyed this thing. So Alondra's like, this is what I feared from the very beginning, but didn't tell anybody about. So I win, uh, assemble, assemble all my ministers. Um, so I can, I can, yep. I can talk to my ministers. Um, and we, before the end of the issue, we check back in with the X-Men who were uh, back in New York at the, at the X-Mansion. Uh, Cyclops, they, they're all standing around the kitchen and talking about Cyclops like he's not there, which I feel like just doesn't happen all the time. Like, I feel like this happens a lot. Like, I feel like this is going down. Do you think that anyone has to scream at Beast and Nightcrawler to keep their feet off the fucking counter? Dude, like, I mean, if Jean Grey was in the room, she'd be like, I'd literally (laughs) just clean that. Like, I'd literally just applied bleach to it. I I, I cannot have fur all over our cleaning, all over our cooking surfaces. Like, what are you doing? This is disgusting. Can I have our our most furry, gross X-Men just rubbing their buttholes on the counter? like a cat dude i fucking it's Uh, so disgusting i don't really let our dogs in the kitchen very often uh because Mm -hmm. the way that our kitchen is laid out like there's not a there's walking room for you know at least two people to kind of go around our giant island that we built but uh like if you mixed in dogs it gets real complicated real quick so we usually just like have them outsourced to the living room uh and i i now that they stay in there and the kitchen doesn't get like super like had to have a lot of fur on the floor, like I can't stand for them to be in there at all. Like it just it's like no 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 you got to get out of here. You can't you can't be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I I hope to have a, a kitchen that I can uh, or a place at some point that is big enough to where I can keep animals out of a room. <laughs> right now, there's only one place that makes sense to put their food. Otherwise, like where am I going to put it? Yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, it doesn't make any you know, sense at all. My bedroom. Yeah. And uh, man, there's something uh, weird about food in the bathroom, even if it's for pets. Like I don't, I'm not a food in the yeah. bathroom. I don't like, I don't bring water in there to drink or anything. Like it's, I'm a weird, no, a weird guy. No, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't do that to my pets. I don't, mm. yeah, I don't, I don't like having food in the bathroom. It's gross. It's gross. Uh, um, they're all talking about their plan. They're like, oh, you know, what are we going to do? Uh, Beast is like, well, you know, uh, or Wolverine says it's going to happen the exact same way it happened before. Like she fucked us up, but she's going to do it again. Beast is like, well, I'm here now, and I might be able to come up with some gadgets that can help. Uh, and Scott, at this point, realizes uh, through his link that she's coming back to Earth um, to destroy Earth. That doesn't happen. Um, you know, she shows back up at Earth, but then they get uh, get kidnapped. But she's heading back. I don't know why she left in the first place. It's a little silly, uh, but it's fine. Well, I mean, she's got to fight the. X-Men you're a cosmic being. You eat stars. You're going to go go find some stars, right? Like, I mean, like to me, like. What the fuck is on Earth? She's on the other side of the universe. She just stargated yeah. to the Deny or Dubai or whatever. Yeah. She could just keep hanging out there. If I had wanted to eat stars, I'd go to the good part of town where they have the good star restaurants. <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, the good stars. Yeah. Part. The hole in the wall stars. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the yeah. real authentic stars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Real Italiano. Um, the, uh, so, yeah. With this takes us into the next issue. Uh, here, 136, another, every cover is iconic as hell. Very famous cover of uh, Cyclops holding Phoenix, and she looks like she's dead. Yes. Uh, and everyone behind is freaking out. Real good. 
um my app is lagging so please stand by because it's, it's not loading it's okay why is the this why is the marvel app so fucking bad um there we go okay yeah this is this is the iconic cover um that i remember like vividly as a kid like just him holding her dead body while the, all of the x-men are just around um yeah this is this is great i love this yeah really really great cover um and then the uh the splash page of this is wonderful um the uh the beginning of this where it shows dark phoenix flying with this huge like magenta phoenix creature grabbing a sun behind her uh, i love like the color scheme of this it's like real cool groovy 70s stuff even though this is the early 80s mm-hmm. um this looks incredible i would love like a big poster print of this absolutely yeah this looks so great um yeah and we we go to the shiar where the laundry has assembled her ministers um which are just a group dude of, group of who's weird this funky crew <laughs> a group of weird guys uh this yeah. really reminds me of the animated series scene where they go to mojo world and then there's that pan through the audience where you just see yep. all of the audience and it's just a bunch of creepy little weirdos <laughs> and it's just 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 a bunch of kooky creeps yeah and these are like Showing creepy up. little weirdos but they're aristocrats <laughs> <laughs> i i love it so much one of them i recognize as chode uh chode's here chode's here so chode's on your your panel of diplomats yeah what is chode doing here or a chode like guy i guess um yeah maybe just one of the chodes race i don't want to be racist against chode yeah you never know man um there's also a xenomorph at the table which i respect yeah Yeah. (laughs) i I like that they (laughs) i like the implication there like the brood isn't the table is it at the table you know what i'm saying but like the xenomorph is (laughs) (laughs) lots of implications it's such a great little creepy dudes uh they're just talking about what they have to do yeah they're like oh i know her she's great usually but now she's horrible uh here's what she did we're recapping they they keep referring to her as a beneficent entity um and yes. and it feels like it's the opposite of malefic yeah and it just it feels real like uh the mra fretted talk you know what i'm saying <laughs> like it just has sure. that it has that Become vibe a, she's a the dentist system she's a terran female system. a benefit in, a beneficent <laughs> entity and, and a terran female like oh dude that's a name just call her gene what are we doing uh, the uh i love also the the big guy on the right of the table mm-hmm. on the next page, like the big snuffleupagus worm. Yes, yes. The guys doing there are like, yes, this is important to me as well. I'm an ambassador. <laughs> yeah. uh, <sighs> and then we get to like my, my favorite things that ever happened in X Men. I totally forgot, which is Jimmy Carter. Yep. Uh, yelling at Jarvis. <laughs> Jarvis, you mean? I'm sure you yeah, meant Jarvis. Mister Jarvis, I understood that there's to be an Avenger. <laughs> Always here, it's supposed to monitor my calls. I've been calling for some time without a response. <laughs> Drag his ass, Jimmy Carter. Get him, Jimmy. Get, Get him. Best president we ever had. Uh, God, love Carter. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm sure Job. I'm sure Job is out there. Us. Like, why don't you go build another house, you asshole? I got this. <laughs> the uh, uh, some extraterrestrial attack. We got to be ready for it. Uh, Jarvis is going to go assemble the Avengers yep. here. Uh, he d- apparently doesn't. No, because he like noticed his beast wasn't there. But the Avengers really never show up during this, which is good. They had to wait until Avengers versus X Men. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually glad so. that they didn't bother with bringing the Avengers oh. in on this. So, um, yeah. Meanwhile, Beast is uh, using his feet and hands to build a uh, your basic mnemonic scrambler. 
uh, which is yes. basically just like a little crown that they need to put on her, which will fry her brain enough so that she can't use any of her powers or even think straight. Um, yep. Uh, Cyclops spends some time thinking about like how it sucks to be a mutant that can't control his powers. <laughs> Don't. This is so fr- this is so wild to me. Like nobody in Claremont's X Men ever gets over anything. <laughs> you know. So Storm is like Scott, are you? Okay? And he goes, just a second, Storm. Uh, to put on his glasses and just thinks out loud why he has to put on his glasses. Yeah. Just, I, I gotta, I gotta like, think about all of this. Like, like we don't know. Like he doesn't know, you know, everyone knows there's no reason for this to be here. It's so this is the kind of shit that people like, this is what, as much as the, this comics run is great. This is the kind of stuff that makes it fatiguing, mm-hmm. you know, just nonstop repetition of information. Uh, and he continues. Like I had to be careful. I don't want to blow a hole in the wall. I've had to be careful since the day I was born, you know, just continuing. Uh, going on. Uh, he basically says he has to tamp it all down because he, he's under a lot of stress. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine, Colossus, and Nightcrawler, the dumb dum-dums in the, uh, in the team. And they, they say as much. Like, we're not the brains of the operation. Um, they're fighting a danger room machine. Yeah. I'd like, and, it, uh, and it's just a, a spinny thing. Yep. <laughs> There's no weapons on it or anything. It's just a big it, metal. Yeah propeller and it's it's bonkers yeah. to think about the cost of running the danger room when you before they do all of like the cr tech hard light stuff yeah. like before it turns into the holodeck right like now like presumably like they're like they had to put a bunch of raw materials into a machine to make this right <laughs> or like like it's ridiculous to think it's like okay take care of it and cycle and um yeah, i did it again colossus just rips an arm off and just shoves it into the motor to stop it like that's ridiculous ridiculous whoever's job it is in the x-men just to create new pieces of technology for the x-men to punch you know mm-hmm. and they, they, the training never really seems to relate to the fights they get into not at all like I, we just never see it we like occasionally you'll do, they'll do the thing where they have to like switch up the targets right like i think that's about as close yes. as we get with anything with the as far as real world expectations for the danger room um but they they realize they're in here just killing time um, and trying to make themselves feel better by exercising, uh, but instead they just feel worse because you know it's Jean and she's she's gone crazy. Um, it, it's a it's almost like not to take us back too much. It's almost like the Danger Room. They all thought Arcade would be their biggest villain. <laughs> so everything in the Danger Room trains them to fight Find gigantic arcade. pinball machines. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> like they keep fighting the Hellfire Club and the Goblin Queen and Apocalypse, and like, well, fuck. We don't we, know how to do this at all. Fight a gigantic, yeah. Where's a big propeller? I was told there'd be gigantic wrecking balls. Uh, I feel like they do this in, only every, like, in later X-Men stories where they actually have like psionic defense training and stuff like that. So it actually makes yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, right now it just it feels very much like, you know, Iceman, throw an ice ball <laughs> kind of situation. Yep. And he's like, wait, how am I supposed to do that against a cosmic? I'm just an Iceman. I'm not a, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not Cosmo. I don't know what you want me to do here. Listen. <laughs> Listen, you got, can I fight some kind of uh, gigantic metal arm? Uh, damn it, it's Harry Leland. What do I do? I don't know. Um, the uh, a scene. So one of the things in rereading this, it was making me think of the movie mm-hmm. uh, Dark Phoenix, the most recent uh, X Men. Okay, movie? Sophie Turner. Um, not, and um, how? Uh, uh, what is her name? Famka Jensen, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, the Sophie Turner version, and how uh, like that was a bad adaptation. We talked about it a lot, um, but it does hit a lot of the points from this comic. Yeah, like there's a version of this next scene in that, and I forgot this was part of the comic because it, it frankly doesn't make tons of sense. No, 
Like, I don't really know why she came back. I think, like, I trying to put myself into, like, Chris Claremont's head um, and what he wanted to, like, put on the page, uh, I feel like this tells us, and again, it's it's hard to go back to a time where I didn't know anything about the Dark Phoenix, right? Like, the story is so well ingrained in pop culture in general and, like, me and your life specifically because we've seen so many adaptations of it. We've read this. We've watched the the animated series, all that. Like, this is, I think, what he's trying to do is show that Jean Grey is still in there to a degree. Like, there's still hope to save her, right? Like, there's still an opportunity to, that she hasn't been fully possessed by the Dark Phoenix. So, like, showing the the readers, like, hey, your favorite character is still in there. Like, she, it's not, she hasn't gone full villain. Like, there's there's going to be a battle for it, which sets us up for, you know, the hilariously, like, very simple way that they fix this problem at the end and how it all goes bad right after. By asking her to stop. <laughs> yeah. Real nice. yeah. So fucking <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, that's fair. I, I think that's, that's probably true. But uh, I, it's also a thing where Chris Claremont really made Gene's family, like, part of a supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Like, Gene's sister showed up in a lot of stuff back in the day for just being a, a lady. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, um, and I, I always, like, I remember coming up and again, that, that idea that I've talked a lot about a lot on this podcast about um, having huge gaps in my X-Men knowledge because of what I had access to, right? Like watching the animated series out of order and just kind of putting together this tapestry of, of stuff. So like anytime Jean Grey's parents were into it, I'm like, what, what is their deal? What's going on over there? Yeah. Like there's, I bet there's something secret. Yep, yep. <laughs> and it, really, uh, they're it, just it too stuffy. But it's too, yeah. <laughs> it's just too stuffy yeah. to parents. Um, so yeah. Phoenix, Dark Phoenix goes to her childhood home. Um, her dad and her mother meet her. Of course, they're all sleeping. Her sister's there as well. Um, they can kind of instantly tell that she's all fucked up. Uh, and not only because she's wearing like a superhero outfit at midnight, uh, but also because um, every time she talks, it's, you know, surrounded by black emphasis <laughs> fire <Yeah. laughs> she's constantly yelling at them and like glaring at them she's wearing what tons of eyeshadow yeah um yeah uh and she's overwhelmed at this point like she can't not read her parents mind i love this thing where she's like uh oh like this my telepath power is so sensitive i can't block my dad's thoughts he's an open book to me nothing secret anymore nothing sacred uh it would suck to have the phoenix power and then talk to your parents because you would know all of their weird sex stuff immediately. Immediately. Like you wouldn't be able to help yourself. Like, and, and like weird sex stuff I think would be top. And then like, you would like eventually filter that out. And then it would be like the really fucked up stuff. Like the secrets they've told nobody, the, you know, all of the weird lies, the, you know, probably like the grudges they had. The dogs they ran over without telling anybody. Exactly. Like all of like the real dumb human shit that you, that that people do and just never say to anybody. Um, And and then just having all of that just handed to you at one time would be absolutely disgusting. One of my, uh, my friends, I don't want to name them. They don't listen, but Mm -hmm. I just don't want to name them for private, for reasons I'll be home clear in a second. We one time, uh, we were hanging out at his house when I was in in, uh, middle school or high school. And we found a note that his dad wrote, uh, and I'm going to just change his last name for this. And the note said, uh, Mrs. Johnson, please report to the principal's office required no shirt, no bra, skirt, no panties, uh, which is all pretty mild Mm -hmm. role play Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was so now as an adult, I'm like, oh, good for them. Yeah. You know, they're still still getting it on Uh, as a kid, though. Uh, me and my friend's reaction to that was 
pretty devastating. Absolutely. It's like, disgusting. You're just like, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. Like kids, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, it's just your parents don't do that. Like you just, you shouldn't, yeah. that you shouldn't even have to be exposed to any of that stuff. Uh, meanwhile, my stepdad had like the Madonna sex book, like on his bookshelf. Oh, sure. In the living room. Yeah, I read that thing as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a whole experience. So. Yeah. Um, and then they, do you ever get your hand uh, uh, as a kid on a copy of The Joy of Sex? No, no. I, I had I had uh, a, a, a dubbed VHS copy of Debbie Does Dallas, though, which was also my stepdad's. Is, which is very similar to classic. <laughs> cool stepdad's in this thread. My, uh, my stepdad, who was not cool, who like hit my mom and shit, uh, but he had a copy of The Joy of Sex, and when they would leave uh, for the evening, that was a real like awakening thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, in yeah. addition to the Madonna sex book. Whew. So the joy of sex is written like alphabetically. Okay. Uh, so it goes, it, it's like, our, you know, uh, B is for breast, you know, C is, C is for cock, like things like that, of uh, different sexual things you can do, but it ends up being, um, real weird. Like they end up doing things like armpit and our, the I- illustration stuck in my head of the, it's like both these like hairy, hairy seventies people doing like seventies, stinky seventies sex. And it's this guy just licking this girl's armpit. Okay. Uh, her furry armpit. And I will never like not have that image. Like it stuck with me as a kid. It's the kind of thing if I had a different life trajectory, it would have created a real fetish. Sure. 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 Cause you'd you be know? so it, fascinated like, with the I can idea. bring it up instantly. Yeah. 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 Oh man. That's, that's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, man. Yeah. Don't. You shouldn't be... It's weird. It's, it's weird because uh, like I think about like, because nowadays when I see my, my friends who have kids now and they're like real, real concerned about them going onto the internet and like I've been asked multiple, so many times of like, how do I keep my kids off of pornographic websites? And I'm like, dude, you don't, you, you remember what we did, right? Like <laughs> we, 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 we sought it out. Like we would go to the woods and it would just be there. Like you can't control this stuff. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's yeah. wild to think that like, cause I, as a, as an adult, as a grown person, I would never hand a, like a 13 year old child, like a, a fucking playboy, even like a 1980s playboy, right? Like it's just like the softest core porn yeah. imaginable. Like I just would not, I don't want to have those interactions at all. Like it's just not appropriate, but like, I don't know, man, like it's wild. Cause I don't think that I grew up bad because of it, <laughs> but you know no. what I'm saying? It's just a weird situation. Like I don't, I don't know how I would it's handle it as, as an adult now at all. There's, there's a real weird kind of sh- like older guy too, who takes like a, a joy. A non-sexual, like I need to clarify this because it's going to sound more purient than it is. A non-sexual joy in like that kind of thing. You know, like like just being like, hey, check that out, nudie mag. Oh, yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not turned on because the kid's turned on. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of like into this idea of turning the teaching the kid about boobies yeah yeah big big bag bad you know? uncle energy of like you know yes. yeah 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 but just like oh yes. look at you know you know look at this picture of the dark uncle saga the dark uncle saga absolutely <laughs> but yeah very much like oh I, i'm i you know i'm the bad uncle so i can i can show him i could show this child a picture of titties or something which man when you say yeah. it like that like it, it it's bonkers right like it's like you should not do that like it sounds so fucking bad like i don't I, I don't know, man. I can't, I can't wrap my head around. It, it's a good way. The world has changed, right? Yes. Cause like that sounds really disgusting to us now. And we're old men. Yeah. You know, uh, we just, we, uh, so <laughs> old men who are not going to have kids, but still, if we were to raise kids, we'd be like, yeah, that shit sucks. Yes. You know, if I have, I don't have, uh, nephews, um, but I have, uh, close friends who have kids. So I kind of have, mm-hmm. you know, 
that nieces and nephews. And I like the last thing in the world I would ever do is be like, Hey, Hey son, do you want to check this out? You know, like I, I know that's fucked up and fuck up a kid and doesn't, you know, it's not good. I want to be the uncle that lets them play the video games they're not supposed to play. Right. Like that's, that that's my vibe. Like I have, I have one nephew who's um like three or four, maybe even five now time flies. And then, both of my or my two other sisters just got married and I think both of them are going to try having kids eventually. Um, so I'm expecting other nephews and nieces along the way, but I very much want to be like the cool fucking uncle. Um, I don't want to be the pervy uncle that doesn't get invited to, to any place. No. Right. Like it's just fucking disgusting. And like thinking about it now, I just like very specifically remember like several pervy uncles who would like, you know, just yep. weird jokes and things like that of, and just making kids uncomfortable. And now I'm just like, I'm just really skeeved out by it. Having an awakening Wait, on this podcast. Legit, <laughs> legit earliest memories was going and getting my uh, tonsils taken out and my uncle hitting on the nurse uh, th- using me as like a proxy. Oh, joy. Through this. Like the nurse had to put a, uh, a shot in my butt. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why they didn't use my arms, but I had to get a shot in my butt. And uh, my the, my uncle, who was sitting there talking to me slash the nurse, was like, "All right, you know, t- now tell her that you know it's her turn." Oh, great! And like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm fucking six, sir. <laughs> yeah. I'm seven. Yeah, you know, please try like, stop trying to score at my dentist office. Can we just like I'm already embarrassed that I had yeah, to pull my pants I'm down. I'm in a fucking hospital bed. <laughs> yeah, you weirdo. You fucking crazy like, person. Yeah, wrong with you. And I bet, uh, I bet, yeah. like I feel like, and, and six is maybe a little too early, but I feel like twelve year old Jeremy would have come home and told that story to mom and stepdad or dad and stepmom or whatever, and they, oh, that's just Uncle So and So. That's just how he is. We'd have been yeah. completely laughed off. Yeah. And now I'm thinking like, oh shit, like a lot of this stuff was real fucked up. Like we shouldn't. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. We we did horrible things to to, to kids. Imagine, and this is. It's not the worst thing that we do to kids. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it is just like, man, it's fucked up. We, uh, uh, imagine having a fucking child nowadays, dude. I just can't imagine it. I can't, I, I can't no. wrap my head around the, yeah. the idea or the desire or anything. Like I'm so far removed from it that when people ask me nowadays, I'm almost, I have to stop myself from laughing when they ask me about it nowadays. Cause yeah. I'm so far down the, down the road. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, um, uh, yeah, we yeah. decided not to. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it, we're good. Like it's uh, the world. This isn't a good world mm-hmm. right now. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna do some good while I'm here, and then I'm gonna die, and it's gonna be great. It's gonna be so. Don't have to worry about my kid like hunting cats for food. Yeah, in the future. Um. Anywho, <laughs> uh, Jean Grey threatens her parents by turning a potted plant into a gemstone plant. I love this. I was so. I don't know about you. I was so fascinated with the idea of this crystal plant. Like, what did they do with it afterwards? Like, because it's yep. it's a fucking like it's a it's a just a accident waiting to happen, right? Like, it's one of the weirdest threats any character has ever made in the X Men. Yeah. What I do to this plant, like, I can just as easily do to you. And they're like, oh, they turned it into crystal. And I'm like, you just ate a planet. <laughs> like, you just it's, it's ate real, a it's sun. It's real penny ante shit after eating the, the sun. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love like what I did to this plant. Like It's so easy to do almost anything to a plant. The big thing um, here is that being so exposed to her parents' um, thoughts, she realizes that they're scared of her. Uh, and this, yeah. this sets her on the path to realize like, oh, I am no longer your daughter anymore. I am the, I am the dark Phoenix. I am the Phoenix. Uh, and she's going to leave. 
uh, when she notices like, oh, it's kind of foggy outside. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. uh, But she scans and she can't see any of the X-Men uh, and out of nowhere, Nightcrawler teleports in, slams the device on top, on top, onto her head um, and then jumps away, uh, letting uh, Beast catch him, which has to feel fairly embarrassing. Um, yeah, and gotta hurt. this device immediately like sets her off. Like she starts having the excruciating pain. She can't use her powers. Uh, Colossus is able to grab her out of the air, but she's still like Jean Grey. So she, even though she can't do psionic stuff, like she still kicks the shit out of him when he does it. Yeah, uh, the idea is she still has some power, but not all of it. Uh, this is the X Men going up and fighting her, and they're all pulling their punches. Yes, you know, Storm comes up and is trying, you know, trying to reason with her. Uh, uh, Phoenix zaps her. Shout out to uh, uh, Storm's thigh highs uh, for having those holes still. So just to she does have the holes. I just never noticed. The I've, holes I've literally I don't in thirty fucking years of reading X Men. I don't think I've ever noticed those goddamn <laughs> holes. Like never, never put a thought in my brain about them until now. Now every single time I go back and read Storm, I'm like, where are the holes? Where are the holes in her shoes? There they are. Whole consistency. Yeah, she um she she she's able to fit to ward off Storm. Um. It's telling her that she will, uh, because they're so dope, because they're so so close friends, that she will weep over Storm's grave, uh, which seems rude. Yep. Um, Beast tries to grab her. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Cyclops is, excuse me, shit. Wolverine is able to tackle her out of Beast's hands into the water where uh, she's, she really, Jean Grey gains, gains control for just a few seconds and she tells him, do it. Like, I'm, I'm being possessed. I can't get yep. rid of this. I don't want to. And before he even has the reaction, she says, hurt you and blast him off of her. Um, which this is a, this is a huge thing in X-Men lore, right? Of this, you know, Wolverine being the only one willing and to Wolverine mercy killing Jean Grey. Yeah. 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 The beginning of that. Uh, it's, she overloaded her device. So it basically everyone pulling their punches bought her enough time. Should have had Amber Ross make it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, 100%. Uh, now I love this panel. Uh, because it didn't work, she freezes them all in place and puts them in a T-pose. Yes. So good. And floats them down. <laughs> I think it's really good. Uh, this is actually called something. It's not a T-pose. This is called like an M-pose or something. Okay. Um, I don't know, with their arms down to the side. Uh, they're begging her again. You know, it's not working uh, until Cyclops walks up. Uh, and she's like, oh, have you come here to die? And he's like, no, I came to talk. Uh, she says she won't listen. He's like, all right, well, then kill me. You know, like, I can't stop you. You're the Phoenix. Uh, but if you can't kill me, you should ask yourself why, you know, and she's trying to be all blustery. She's like, oh, you're not worth killing. And he's like, no, that's one answer. But really, it's because you're Dean Gray. Like, you love us. You know, love is what you are. Mm-hmm. Like the X-Men, you know, you this is you're you're made of this. Yes. You know, you're uh, and he basically talks the Phoenix out of being the Phoenix. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he gets through. Uh, to her, you know, hey, you're you're a being of yeah. love. Um, you know, you can't deny that. You can't deny yourself. And she realizes, and she's like, oh, I, but I, I mean, you're right. But I have this like hunger, and I can't stop it. Like it's it's totally consuming me. Love eating sons. Um, I, got, I had it. Like if you had a sun chip, <laughs> this is like a thousand times better. <laughs> you ever had any sunny D? <laughs> That's bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is ten times better. God, I don't know if you saw yeah. the viral yeah. video of the dude uh, doing a shrimp boil with um, Sunny D. Um, yeah, and, no. and, and like he's like a relatively famous dude in New Orleans, but like I can't tell you the amount of people that DM'd me and was like, "Is this real?" And I'm like, "Man, I don't, 
I'm on the side of the river. I, we, we don't even season our shit the same way, dude. You're getting to regionalities here. They want to use Sunny D to get it, dude. I don't, I don't care. That's not my bag. Sexville baggies. <laughs> we don't do that shit. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm in a whole different yeah. fucking part of the Shire, bro. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as as they're having this conversation, and it looks like Cyclops is going to be able to get through to her, uh, out of nowhere uh, rolls in Xavier. Um, who blasts her with a mind blast uh, because he says he has no alternative. Um, but of course, this doesn't you know put her out of out of commission for very long. And as she wakes back up, she's fully Dark Phoenix, um, and she blasts Cyclops away, and then blasts Cyclops. Excuse me, blasts Xavier out of his chair onto the ground, um, where they're going to get into a huge psionic fight. Yep, uh, and it's it's really. Uh fucking everything up uh but it works the combination of cyclops getting through to gene and professor x putting in psionic circuit breakers uh brings gene back yeah i I will say Uh, uh, you and i typically do not like you know going to the astral plane all that kind of stuff um this is really well done like this for a psionic battle the way that it's all of the panels are done like the real bright uh like yellow color for xavier's face versus the pink slash magenta of the xavier of the phoenix stuff i just i love this page a whole lot i think it's great i think the fact that it's a page is the operative yeah absolutely absolutely like typically (laughs) psionic battles last a couple like an issue or something that they suck um this is, uh, I love, this is so funny. Cyclops runs up and he's like, oh, you know, hopefully Jean's still okay. What if she's the Phoenix still? I'll still love her uh, for better or worse. He starts just doing vows. Yeah. And she wakes up and is like, that sounded like a proposal. And he's like, yeah, I did. Do you want to marry me? She's like, yeah. What if he was like, like wait, what? Uh, <laughs> no, I was just, I was just saying that I'll love you. Like I wasn't, I was just, yeah. I wasn't a vibe. Like it was, it was just a vibe. It wasn't a proposal. Like if it was a proposal, I'll be down on one knee. And she's like, you're on one knee now. I just, I'll just put you there. Oh, it, my bad. You're on both. <laughs> <laughs> the, whenever Claremont's writing me, I think all the time, Gene, I can't, can't stop, stop my internal monologue. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So yeah, so they propose to each other. This is just to add extra tragedy. Yeah, for the next issue. Um, I always, always uh, get a little weird when uh, people start making out after like presumably some real life changing shit happens. Like I can't imagine a time dude. that you'd want to make out less. Like I get it, I get the kiss. Like I just the, a full make out situation is always very funny to me though. Agreed. Uh, I also think it's very funny that Angel lands. He's like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> hey guys, uh, just to be here for the. I couldn't help with the fight, but. Uh, <laughs> I was parking the jet. Um, they're getting ready to, uh, you know, basically like, hey, we're going to go back home when before anyone can move, they get zapped away. They disappear um, and they leave Jean Grey's family behind, thankfully. Um, and then we're going to go to the next issue. A 35 yeah. page masterwork. Yep. If you like the word uh, malefic, you will like this issue. Here we go. Um, Here we go. Uh, again these banger famous covers. This is maybe the cover of X-Men that has been, this is the X-Men equivalent of that Spider-Man no more yeah. cover mm-hmm. in terms of getting homage yes. and Avengers number one and fantastic four number one. Yep. 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 Like nonstop homages to this. And I, I'm, it, I'm always here for it. It's such a bummer that this incredibly iconic, uh, issue 
got stuck with this promotion I, when they used to put those as part of the art. Yeah, I, I saw that when I opened the comic book, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, this is like a one of the most important issues in, of X-Men history, right? Like, this is this is one of the biggest and one of the most important. And, like, to have the this Marvel comic could be worth $2,500 to you. Like, I... It just is such a fucking bummer, dude. Like I, I hate all of that stuff so bad, so much. Yeah, uh, the twenty five hundred dollars was uh, this was at the time this was a promotion. Uh, the other promotion that were, was running was win a Toys R Us shopping spree. Oh, great, fantastic. So it could be uh, it could be worse. And again, I'm not turning my nose up at a Toys R Us shopping spree. A Toys R Us shopping spree in 1982 or whatever uh, would be the best day of my life. Um, or 1980 i'm just saying it doesn't make it age super well yeah and this is an important story with a lot of gravitas also i just i just uh, noticed this as i was looking at the cover um they went up on the price on this one like the previous issue was 40 cents and this one's 75 three whole quarters yeah double length mm-hmm. yeah uh you know the being at bottom of it, phoenix must die yep. super good it's telling you what's happened here but it's going to give you some hope yeah uh great comic um we begin with the with the watcher. That's how you know it's serious business. <laughs> when the uh, watcher shows up, hanging out, um, and he you just see inside his house later. Yeah, which is real weird. And his little and his little, his guy? little servant. Yeah, his little guy. It's, it's a little guy that he has to explain things to. Like if I build a robot, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to. I want to have to tell the robot things that I already know. Like it, I just don't. I just don't want to do that. It's also a robot dictaphone. It's like instead of having the voice memo app on your phone, they made a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so funny imagine like, instead of having apps that we had guys imagine you had a twitter guy that lived in your house just yeah. shouting tweets at you constantly and you just told him what to tweet out like in between his breaths i feel like we're so close to being you know? a boomer commercial right now <laughs> like, a boomer commercial or like an intolerable apple plus limited series absolutely <laughs> yes yeah apple plus or below oh jesus this cannot be an exclusive on hulu or better um watcher explains everything that's been happening and then basically sets the stakes and it's like the entire universe could be at stake here um this is typically what watcher does for most of the time um and then we get to the first or to the you know the first major page of the issue where uh it's a two-page spread of all of the x-men just surprised to be on a shiar ship on a ship uh in space yeah because they were just teleported there from earth and uh beast is there like i couldn't i don't even have a cell phone yet like how did you guys master teleportation from (laughs) this is wild (laughs) also i'm not wearing clothes why did i let them teleport why do i fight my underwear (laughs) this is is a bummer i'm gonna get blue stuff like this everywhere um this is also a very famous image that gets uh parodied a lot Mm -hmm. uh the most recent time i saw it was in um the comic exiles they get teleported to this moment oh cool uh it was basically quantum leap it's real fun you get to see the exiles in this pose that's awesome um yeah uh so they're basically just standing in front of the shiar cadre of weirdos and we got all these kooky creeps in the background um you know saying her fate your fate is in her hand and immediately Cyclops is like, what are you talking about? The X-Men are your friends. Nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do anything. You know? What are you talking about? We, we, we're yeah. totally under, under control. Um, it wasn't me. She's better now. She's all good. Trust I us. Mean, and, and in fairness, they don't know that she ate a son and destroyed five billion people yet. Yeah. Um, so, and this, and this is where we get all of that information relayed. Um, so Gladiator yeah. tells them the whole story. Gene says like, oh, I, I, can feel, I felt it all happen. Um, 
or no, excuse me, Scott says he felt all of it happen, but he didn't understand what was going on, uh, which is kind of like a metaphor yeah. for Scott and his relationship with Gene, if there ever was one. Like, I felt it, <laughs> but I didn't really get it. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just, like, I, I know I'm supposed to feel something. I, but... I know you're angry, but I don't really, I mean, is it my fault? <laughs> Here's the thing I was thinking about this. So Gladiator tells everybody that Gene Gray did this war crime and everybody's freaking out. Nobody likes it. You know, uh, Storm is like, ah, you know, I feel bad for Gene, but I don't know if I should feel bad for Gene. I don't know if, what this says about me. If like right before we record this podcast, Gladiator show up and was like, hey, your friend Jeremy, who you're going to record this with, uh, he killed five billion aliens you never heard of. Okay. I don't think my opinion of you would change that much. <laughs> like, I don't know who those guys are. I don't know. Do you think that plan on the other side of the galaxy? You, I mean, like, I feel like you would ask for some context, right? And if it came out that like, it was like, oh yeah, your friend Jeremy, but he was possessed by a cosmic being as old as time, whose entire purpose is to destroy and then recreate things through the fires of the chaotic flame. And you'd be like, well, I mean, I just know the guy. <laughs> like, I don't know anything yeah, about that. Like, like that, that shit sucks. But what he does when he's not podcasting is none of my business. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we've done a lot of you podcasts know? together. Like, I've been to his house. There was no cosmic being at his house whatsoever. He didn't even have floors. Yeah. Like, he barely had a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he, a guy with that kind of power spends this much time remodeling. <laughs> the entire time I've known him has been remodeling something. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think I don't <laughs> think he got the right Jeremy Greer, man. There's another one in North Louisiana that's like a, like a preacher or something. That sounds more like what you're talking yeah. about. Like, let me just do my podcast. The same cuisine, <laughs> totally different. This regional like, you, man, you want the sunny deed, Jeremy Greer. Um, the uh, yeah, I don't know. I just it it's a real master strength of empathy. Do you be like, hey, there's some fucked up aliens you've never heard of? It's a and, they died. and the number is so staggering too, right? Like uh, like a five. It's one of those things where like if you hear five people died, you're and you see their pictures or whatever, like you can imagine them. you can you can yeah. you can conceive of that. But if you sell somebody like an entire planet full of five billion tiny ugly Morpheuses like died, you'd be like, I don't. It's not on our universe. I don't know what a Morpheus is. You have to explain that further. That's DC. <laughs> And the, and the, uh, the people part of it is also important. Yes. Like I'm not, uh, you know, human supremacist. Like I always try not to, uh, do that mm-hmm. and things. It's one of the reasons why I couldn't get into mass effect. You know, it's like a human supremacist series of games, basically, at least initially. Um, but I, in real life, uh, it, aliens and that number are too abstract. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. for me to care about. It's it's difficult, right? Like it's it's a it's a huge thing, and like even if you saw videos of it, right? Like you would need that, yeah. like you would almost like want because it's hard to have empathy for five billion people that you've never five billion people slash aliens that you've never met. You have no capacity to understand. You've never seen any of their culture. Like they don't, they just don't exist anymore. Versus like if somebody did the documentary and you were like, oh, there's that tiny alien child, and now that that yeah. whole world is dead or whatever. Um, there's her signature red ball they keep showing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why is there a plastic <laughs> bag floating? This feels like a wrong vibe for this documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is really arty. Which of your Imperial Guards did this? Beast, did you record over uh, the, the the five billion dead documentary with American Beauty again? <laughs> Seems re- this is not cool, man. Indubitably. My stars and garters. God damn it, Beast. Um So Leandra is basically like, listen, I wish that this wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Like she's gotta go. You know, Cyclops, oh, she's suffered enough let her be and and they're like no you know she killed five billion people like i understand what you're saying but she's gotta go uh professor x uh in invokes aaron on halar sure uh 
which is a duel. Yes. He basically does the trial by combat shit from Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, and, um, you know, the larger, you know, game respect games. He's like, you've learned a lot while you were over here, like, boning down with me. That's dope. You weren't just sitting around not yeah. doing anything. Um, she talks about combat rituals in her sleep. Yes. Uh, so. And, you know, we've got some other people here. We've got some Korean, some scrolls here, so that we have to check in with all of them to make sure that it's okay. Um, there's some minor, like, you know, interplanetary bullshit, which we don't don't care about because at the end yeah. of the day, they're going to have, um, or excuse me, at, at dawn, everybody is going to have a fight. Um, it's, yes. it's really weird to me that they say at dawn, I don't care about it at all. I just like, there is no dawn. <laughs> There's not that, 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 I think it's really weird that one of the Imperial guard is named earthquake. Also that, yeah, there's no earth. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a real human centric zone. I wish they showed a flashback where professor Xavier named him or something. I wish, I wish that there would have been a, like a superhero on loan from Dabari, right? Like a guy that was oh, from yeah. the planet. Like, I feel like that would have really hammered this stuff home. And I'm sure they probably played with those ideas when they were, I think that they've done that. Yeah. I think, I think a Dabarian has shown up at some point. Um, it has to, right? Like, yeah. Why are they given that horrible face? Uh, so they're basically doing this. Everyone's okay with it. Um, and they get to rest. So it's going to happen tomorrow. Um, they all get here. Beast gets real weird and real litigious. Like at first in one panel, he's mad because professor Xavier issued a challenge on our behalf without consulting us. Mm-hmm. And then he's mad because the Phoenix doesn't get a fair trial. Uh, as if this is just earth. You know, um, like we do, we do things differently here. It's fucking space, you idiot. Yeah, dude. Like, what are we? Uh, I am just now because I googled Dabari because I was mm-hmm. curious if there was like a specific character, and I guess it never clicked, or I've just never paid attention enough. Even though we definitely covered the Dark Phoenix movie on this podcast, but I didn't. I just never picked up that that the aliens from that were Dabari. <laughs> did you? Did you? In oh, in the movie, yeah. Yeah, I think I knew that at some point, but I forgot. Yeah, I mean, they're not like, they don't have, they have no personalities whatsoever, right? Like, they're just like weird shape-shifting people that look like other people. But, um, yeah, very strange. Oh, man, they showed up in Avengers number four. The was their first appearance. The Dabari did? Yeah, that's weird. That is fucking yeah. weird. Representatives Dabari. Bizzable? Uh-huh. And Vuck. Vuck. Vuck the one from the, uh, from the movie. Who uh, the comics version of Vuck is uh, a guy in a metal suit. Perfect. Yeah. Um. Huh. Yeah. I gotta learn more about the Debar. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned, everybody. Next episode, <laughs> we're gonna do a deep dive <laughs> on everything to, to, Debari. Uh, Debari of Futurecast. Exactly. Yes. Um. Nonstop Debari. I cannot believe they first appeared in the issue where Captain America comes back. Fucking wild, dude. What what in Busy the day. world was happening in 1964 <laughs> to put Dabari and Captain America coming back? Like, fucking crazy. Huh. Um, huh. First appearance of Vuck. Oh, fucking. Um, so, after wow, after we like. decide the duel begins at dawn, um, we're going to do like a yep. series of check-in on all of the X-Men who are giving... I just want to say this for people that are spa treatment. I mean, like lavish accommodations, like, <laughs> like Jean Grey. Yeah. I would live in this in this room that Jean Grey is in. She's got like a Dude. floating hot plate or something. Like she's got her own. Like you could make yes. you could do some like hot pot in that thing, man. Come on, what's up? Put some every time you end up in a hotel where they they give you a robe. Oh yeah, and you're like oh this is fancy. Yeah yeah, this is this is the way. This is good stuff. This is the way. <laughs> you know, and she has a personal tailor who is her servant. What? Uh, I don't. They, yeah, they, this this weird little critter. <laughs> they got this fucked up little cravat alien with six fingers on each hand. Uh, 
like she commissioned a special dress and he's and they're like yes ma'am and then they're like hey can you create a danger room for us we usually like fighting spokes and bars <laughs> yeah. and they're like yeah we got spokes and bars for no you. problem we can make ours out of light what do you make yours out of and they're like uh yeah also metal also also light <laughs> actually yeah. L- light <laughs> titanium uh yeah have you guys ever heard of that uh, adamantium like we have some of that <laughs> oh you guys are still using adamantium <laughs> fucking dorks uh so they're training you know doing their thing that the x-men love to do where they fight bars and, and spokes yes uh nightcrawler is just having this really big uh you know everyone is is roiling internally about this he's comparing what gene did to the holocaust which he has feelings about as a german mm-hmm um and uh he tries to run down the wall but it it has no friction yeah so he cannot and uh angel Angel manages to catch him and they're just doing a little training uh you know this is you know because i mean and they have this this very small brief exchange where he's having doubts about gene gray as well you know there's this question of will we fight for her right like will we put ours ourselves on the line to to defend somebody that killed five billion people um and we switch over to Wolverine, who uh, is like, you know, hey, this place is dope, but I'm not going to live here. Uh, and it's th- kind of thinking the same thing. Like, you know, that this is Jean Grey isn't a killer. I've known her for a long time. She hasn't she's not she doesn't have that in her. She was possessed. And that makes Jean Grey innocent, which I mean, yeah, I, fair. OK, sure. Um, yeah. But also like, you know, eh. yeah, she's going to keep getting possessed. Yeah. Uh, we cut over to my favorite thing, which is the beast in a gigantic, like just beautiful Lord Vessel-esque bathtub scrubbing his feet until his f- private masseuse he ordered. Excuse me? Uh, who in the fucking Shi'ar, like this, every Shi'ar is a different alien for some reason. <laughs> like, and he's like kind of horny. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, hello. Yeah, he does the hello nurse thing. Uh, um, and also. Yeah, and he, it, she's like, I've been sent to look after your every need. And he goes, oh, my stars and garters. So, like, Beast is going to get jerked off by a masseuse before he fights the Phoenix. Wild. Fights for the Phoenix. Like, he's going to fight yeah. the Shi'ar. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's, he's going to fight this dude's, br- this chick's brother, probably. Right? Like. Yeah. We've got to jerk you off before. We've got to make sure that none of the X-Men are tense. Maybe they believe in the kind of thing uh, where if you come, you, like, lose your essential energies. Sure. Like, in sure, sure, Doctor sure. Strange Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, they're like. Yes, it's my plan. You know, when because Leandra later, she's like, the X-Men will not win. And it sounds like she has some, some kind of secret plan. <laughs> it's just because they won't win because I made sure they were all jerked off last night. <laughs> yeah. We never see what that secret plan is. I think it's her sending her jerk off patrol. I just want the panel where it cuts to the Kree guy, who's just like the Captain Barbell clone or whatever. And he's just over there like, yep, yep, <laughs> that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ancient warrior strats props some... Lalandra. you got them you fucking got them <laughs> we must beat the x-men the entire universe hinges on the efforts of our sperm cops jesus christ uh um, also she has yeah. she's all, she's all fully in green and i just think that's funny considering that he's like i don't know what his current situation with agent brand is but like for a good amount of modern x-men he's like dating um agent brand who has green hair exclusively al- weird aliens exactly yeah uh so Colossus gets up and basically says he will fight on behalf of uh, Gene. Uh, Storm gets up. I love this little, little goofy little robot butler. Again, no unified design space. Nope. nope. Uh, this, this looks like a, a specifically like a robot that hung out with the Ninja Turtles named Fugitoid. Okay. I believe um, you. It's almost exactly one-to-one a Fugitoid. That's wild. Um, yeah. 
uh, storms having the same kind of crisis of faith, right? Like, hey, I, you know, I was free. I joined the X Men. Um, Jean Grey became my sister, and now you know the Dark Phoenix symbolizes all of these things that I abhor. But you know, I love Jean. Um, she's you know, yeah, she's 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 my you know adopted sister that I've been a teammate with for so long now. Um, and of course, Cyclops is also going through a lot of thought bubbles on this whole situation. Yeah, he's he's very upset, which which totally makes sense. Yeah, uh, you know, just talking, just and again, the thought bubbles we're not really covering them because it's everyone is basically having the same conflict at length, mm-hmm. which is a Claremont thing, just recapping and being like, should I or shouldn't I? Yes, it's Gene. No, it's not. Uh, what should I do? Um, the, the, you know, she, like, he decides he's going to stand by Gene as well. And the thing that um, I do want to point out is this is the last thing that he thinks, which is I'd like to think that if vengeance is demanded, then we should let God meet it out. I'd rather be on the side of mercy. Um, yeah. And I think that's a, that's a pretty like powerful through line into, into who Cyclops is of like, you know, and it's, and it's especially just coming off of Avengers versus X-Men where he does not have that attitude by the end of that. Right. Like he literally becomes a God. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just kind of an interesting like glimpse of like, Hey, you know, we, we can't, you know, if if you're going to do this, like it, you know, I, I don't know, like maybe I just, I just want to be merciful. And they're like, Dude, would you be merciful if it wasn't your wife? And he's like, uh, yeah, definitely. John? <laughs> oh yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's a red, who's wife. I mean, she's a redhead, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I'm not married yeah. to her, but oh, she you mean is if a Emma Frost. Sure. Yeah. Of course I would. Um, yeah. Jean Grey arrives in her Marvel girl uniform and which he's surprised to see. Uh, and she says, you know, I just, Maybe it was nostalgia. Um, I, you know, started out as Marvel Girl, and this is how I'll finish. Uh, which is our first clue yeah. that she's playing a little bit different of a game than the X Men are in this whole trial by combat situation. Yeah, I, I like this. I like that. This is all Jean's play. Me too. Uh, I, I also think it's funny that Cyclops was like, where, "Wasn't like, where'd you get that? <laughs> they just made you a costume. They just made you a <laughs> like, costume." <laughs> Is Kitty Pride here? God, Does like, she do that for us next? Yeah, I don't, I don't even think she's here what yet. What is up with this <laughs> this weird mixed grill of like just servants they've provided us with? She, do you think Jean Grey is like Cyclops through our psychic rapport? I could tell that you turned down the hand job that they offered you last night, which is how I know you're ready to be my warrior. <laughs> That's how I know you'll win. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, they, they should have done a cover where it's like, you know, lest the universe die, Cyclops must accept this hand job. <laughs> And then they just show him like cowering under the covers with a dark figure in the background. Jesus Christ. He's just in a, in a bug room that looks like a masseuse's office. <laughs> a, a bunch of black bugs with rubber gloves on. Oh God. Like, uh. um, so the X-Men have all been jerked off. Yes. Uh, we're cutting to the, uh, to the next, next little bit. Uh, they're, they're going to the moon for this fight. I guess there is a uh, dawn. I, I guess, I guess we could, Cause like the, you see the earth in the background and like the sun is on America. So I guess this is at dawn or yeah. whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll retract my statements that that's a dumb thing to do. Well, they're presumably in Shi'ar space before, before this, yeah, but whatever. I don't, yeah, so who, knows? who cares? I, I don't know what Shi'ar space is about. Yeah. Um, Cyclops does the thing like you don't have to fight if you don't want to. And everyone's like, no, no, we're with you. Um, and, uh, they say like, Hey, if, if the X-Men lose, uh, you know, we get to do with Jean Grey what we want. Is that do you agree? And they're like, yes. <laughs> Cyclops um, is like within reason, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't make this like, weird. <laughs> you guys are bird yeah. people. I don't know what you get up to in your own privacy. I don't. Don't like this. The uh, and this is where uh, Araki, her shitty little advisor guy, is like, "What if they win?" And she's like, "They won't win." 
we have, uh, they've all been milked. We've all been milked. Um, um, they get teleported to the blue area of the moon, which Beast recognizes because he's got Avengers file access. Um, this is just an area of the moon that has like a bunch of shit laying over top of it, but also has a breathable atmosphere. Uh, but it's not very big. But only in this crater. Yeah. So it, if you go, it's real weird. How how funny is it? What Angel does right here? I love it, dude. I love it. Like, Angel is a such couple a pages. Angel is such a dumbass, dude. He's just like, I'm gonna go get him, and he just shoots up, and he's like, Wait, gravity? There's a there's a grav. Oh, yeah. bye. Warren's dead. Oh, no gravity. Yeah. Yeah. He just he just flies out into the atmosphere where there's no gravity or air fucking dumbass um, immediately without even thinking I everyone's like no i love this uh just, the panel at the bottom of the page where cyclops is telling storm to go get him and you can just see him like spiraling down in the background <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. like be careful storm i don't want you flying into space as well the x-men shouldn't kill two of our members on purpose before the fight <laughs> that's bad tactics uh, storm tells uh, I, I don't know. storm tells angel to go limp so he she can he can so she can catch him and he's like no problems there i got milked last night yeah, <laughs> yeah. and the, the, he just kind of beats himself up like he's like i'm a i'm a dumbass and cyclops is like next time thank you idiot uh which cyclops is through lying through this yeah which uh, is great um they're coming the uh wolverine without flying up into the atmosphere just spotted them yes the uh the imperial guard so they split up into two teams uh the idea is they're going to use these ruins to their advantage to to do this fight and uh, we're gonna so we have uh, nightcrawler angel Jean gray and cyclops go one way colossus uh wolverine beast and storm go another uh, and we're going to get a lot of a lot of fight scenes with a lot of talking about their powers and their names because we don't really know these people very well. And even if we did, we would have to yep. remind them. Uh, so we start yes. out when uh, Starbolt appears and attacks uh, Team Cyclops. Um, he's got, you know, star fire powers. Um, I can't remember the yep. psionic chick's name in this. Oracle. Oracle. There it is. Oracle. Um, and then Smasher is there, too. Guess what his power is, Gary? Yeah, he's uh well, Smasher is great because Smasher is the uh in the Grant Morrison X-Men. This is the the Imperial Guard they send to Earth yeah. who lands next to the cow. Love it. Before the invasion. Yeah, I love it. I have a soft spot for Smasher just because of that. Um at what meanwhile, uh Team Storm runs into Warstar, um, which is a yes. robot looking dude driven by like a tiny little dude. A robot uh, who lives in his back. Always always a pleasure when a tiny dude gets out of your neck always a good time i don't oh, i don't care who you are i gotta get a tiny dude i love it i love a bad. tiny dude driving a bigger dude around i think it was maybe mad yeah. max that set that set me up for that or or debbie does dallas yeah. i don't know it could be either one i had vh dub <laughs> copies of both of the other. <laughs> uh yeah very master blaster mm-hmm. uh colossus is gonna fight the big dude little dude comes out to fight beast yep uh, at this point and then this is all superfluous because wolverine and storm are about to join and gladiator just fucks him up and drops him in the ground the third time in this set of comics that somebody just rips a ground out from under somebody mm-hmm. and makes them fall as a, an attack and the second time storm has given wolverine a wedgie because she catches him with their with the back of the underwear yeah, again that's true <laughs> do you think at some point wolverine would just put a handle on his back i i would like if you can't fly yeah. like I, I would have like a harness so that it was easy for flyer flyers to carry me around right like that just be I built it into yep. my con into my, into my outfit my costume um maybe yep. there's a button i press instead of a parachute it's just like a, a harness <laughs> a little storm handle. A little storm handle yeah i don't know yeah. man like I, you know hold Wolverine here should be tied to her wrist like a mitten <laughs> at this point like <laughs> there's a running gag in the supernatural fandom because the boys they they used uh rock 
these salt shotgun pellets, shotgun shells to shoot ghosts. That's how they, you know, kill a ghost. And they're constantly okay. like before they can shoot the ghost, like someone like knocks the shotgun out of their hand. It's like, just get a get a little band. Let's get a little rope and yeah. just pull it back and then shoot the ghost. You're done. <laughs> like with it happens every yeah. episode. Learn. <laughs> That's um fools. Uh earthquake appears. Uh does not look like anything like an earthling would just, you know, but also has earthquake nope. powers. Uh Wolverine is bounced into a weird force field area and uh a, a crystal building, a building of pure crystal. Yeah. Uh, and Storm, meanwhile, is holding off her uh, the rock, the earthquake attack with her powers, which aren't great. Like they, they're t- causing her yeah. a lot of work to use her powers up here on the moon. Not very much atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, she staggers earthquake, but then uh, what is her name? Hussar, uh, who's got to be one of the lamest members of the Imperial Guard. Uh, it's just a red lady with a whip. Well, she's got hooves, and, like a skullet. That's pretty dope. Like. Which is hooves. It's not, that's not a power. Uh, but I mean, hoof, it, hooves. That's are, your horse brain thinking that. Hooves are dope, though. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Like, I mean, she's different. If I could, it, look, if your character in Elden Ring could have, have hooves, would you, would you use it? No. Really? I like feet. Yeah. Weird. I like feet. I was making a new character uh, today. I ride a horse for that. And uh, Autumn was watching. Um, and I was going through, because she'd never seen me create a character. So she wants me to go through all of the options. And she was like, Where's the mullet? I want you to have a mullet. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> there's no mullet. I'm so sorry. <laughs> can't happen i would also i would also take a, a skull it though so yeah the uh it's not tony hawk or they have that yeah yeah uh, she's only lame because she's on a team with gladiator like which is true of everybody but it just seems like having a whip is pretty weak uh imperial it's a neuro whip though right that's uh, yeah still not doing, no still not doing it for you no, <laughs> not really no, no neuro whips um uh so together they take out Storm. Yes. And we check back in with Team Cyclops, uh, who was in full combat with uh, the rest of the Shi'ar team. Uh, but they're not, like, winning by any means. They're just holding their own, which is uh, what Nightcrawler is thinking. Um, and realizing that he is just so far out of his own depth here. Uh, and it's at this point that Angel is then thrown into a hole in the ground, marking this, like, the fourth or fifth time that this has happened. Uh, yeah. Nightcrawler immediately jumps in after him with the hope of porting, grabbing him and porting back up so that he doesn't die when he lands. I love uh, Smasher throwing him into a pit and is like, I'm going to finish you off with a style famed and feared throughout the Empire. You're just, you're just throwing him in a pit. Yeah, it's just a pit, dog. Like, what, are we, what are we doing? It's just a pit, my man. It's just a normal uh, pit. Uh, Wolverine, this area he landed in was the Watcher's house. Uh... Which is really surprising. He's got some real goofy plants and stuff, mm-hmm. and he's got a big view screen that makes his face all giant. I love that. I need to get um, one of these in my house to, yeah. for real, though, Gary. Like the next time you come over, like if we just walked in and like my zoomed in face was like, "Hello, Gary. Welcome to the like Greer house." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to Greer Dome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the supreme Greer intelligence. The size of a wall. Uh, um, that'd be incredible. Very good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's got to be some deranged billionaire out there who has giant flat screens for walls so he can change them to whatever he wants, right? I I saw a TikTok video the other day of somebody playing a video game, and I can't remember what game it was, but it was on like a screen that he, like the the detail said it was like 14 screens tied together, um, okay. and it was like a giant like a, like I don't know how tall the dude was, but it was taller than the dude um, who was walking in front of it. And it was like humongously wide. Like it was a giant, it wasn't like IMAX, but it was a ridiculously large screen for the room. 
Um, and I was, and I thought to myself, like that has to be so expensive. And I knew it was because when the dude came out to play the video game, he just sat in like a normal everyday office chair. <laughs> like it was just <laughs> spent all his money on. <laughs> he was all screen, no filler. <laughs> like yeah. I got the folding chair. I got yes. one thing that I am interested in, and it's not sitting comfortably while I play video games. So that's great. Uh, the watcher ejects Wolverine from his house by shooting him through the past. Yes. Like he's like, I, you know, I can't interfere with your lives, but I can warn you about the dangerous devices I have, which I love that loophole. Like I can't interfere, but my devices can. And the devices send him back through time in two very small panels. One where there's a dinosaur and one where there's a volcano. Uh, and then he just pops back out. Like it's a really weird little subplot with the watcher's apartment in this. You ever, uh, you ever have one of those uh, nights out with your friends where like, you wake up the next day and you start comparing notes and realize you had two totally different times. <laughs> like yeah, you had, you, yeah. had, you just diverged at some point in the evening and then came back together. And like, now you're checking in and it's like, Oh, I don't even know who that was. Like, what do we, I don't, who was that <laughs> kind of situation? Like, I feel like yes. Wolverine is going to be explaining this and nobody's going to believe him. He's, I don't know what you were doing, man. Like we were all trying to save Gene. What are you talking about dinosaurs for? Where were you? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, a, a one panel dinosaur subplot is the kind of thing you don't see that often anymore. Yeah. Uh, sadly. Um, he falls out and Storm arrives uh, to try to help him out, uh, but he quickly realizes it's not Storm. Uh, it doesn't smell like her. His instincts are saying something different, so he grabs her by the head and flings her into a wall where she turns into a scroll who says, I am Raxor. I am your death. Yeah. Um, uh, and he wasn't supposed to do this uh, at the point. Uh, Wolverine's gonna kill him, but a, the Cree guy saves him, and then they get into a fight. Is there and nothing comes? Is of there this. any resolution to this whatsoever? Like, it doesn't happen in this comic Other book. Than, it, it, yeah. it, like, they, we know we don't know who wins this, right? Like, I don't care. But it's just weird that they were just it, like, nah, all right, we're not gonna worry about that. So I think it's just that you know the Cree and the Scroll don't get along. Okay, so we don't we don't care. And that's it. Yeah, it's another in a long line of like. You, it, it'd be a classic Chris Claremont thing if the fact that they didn't get along meant they lost. Okay. You know, like that's what Bodhi just did with the Hellfire Club, yeah. right? Like they were winning, but their internal conflict. That's like one of the stock plots he likes. Yeah. But here it's just like they weren't supposed to interfere and then they did. And then they're going to go fuck off for a while. Like maybe this gets continued in Miss Marvel or something. Can't wait to find out. Uh, yep. Meanwhile, uh, Nightcrawler is, you know, sneaking around trying to find Angel who disappeared. Um, when he kind of gets the drop on Oracle and um, he's using his, his Manta. excuse me, Manta. Um, he's using his like very underused powers to like blend into the shadows, but unfortunately for him, she can see through infrared. Uh, so she, yep. so she blasts him and he's down. Um, meanwhile, uh, Colossus is beating up Warstar. That doesn't seem like a fair fight at all. Um, but many Warstar shocks Beast and Gladiator joins the fight and promptly just beats down Colossus. Uh, and this kind of like what they want you to think is a huge epic battle of unstoppable force versus um, immovable object type thing, but it's just guys punching one another real hard. So, yeah. Um, well, and if you know gladiators, we know Colossus is like desperately outmatched. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, they fight until this uh, ruins collapse on them. And then just gladiator gets out because of course he does. He's gladiator. He's gladiator. Yeah. I like this. Uh, I love this. While this is happening, <laughs> I love this panel so much, dude. It's just the. It's yeah. just the like. It, it's, it's Xavier just looking down and holding his head as if to say, 
These are such fucking idiots. <laughs> God, why did I do this? I do this. I thought I had a chance. These guys suck ass. Uh, I, uh, I, Gabriella Haller. I was married to her. We lived in Israel. I was, it was great. I was so sure they would make them fight just like spinning like legs. I didn't expect them to have to fight dudes. I bet all my money on like spinning motors, and I didn't have. To, there's not a single spinning motor on the field right now. I'm so embarrassed. Shar <laughs> did not dispatch their giant blunder. <laughs> Like, that's the kind of thing my X-Men are trained to fight. Uh, not men. Not guys who punch and shoot beams. I get, uh, I'm also a little, I'm a, a little irritated when I see panels like this too, because like, Londra and Xavier are in the same room together, just thinking about each other instead of talking. <laughs> and I, and I get it. Like, you, yep. you want to see what the characters are, are thinking or whatever. I just like, just open your mouth. Talk. Like, it's okay. You're both crying. Yeah. You're both literally weeping in the same room for different reasons. It's weird. Talk. They wouldn't, yeah. They would like, thought bubbles are way out of fashion. Like, this wouldn't happen now. No, no, no They would just do it as omniscient narration. They both would just be stoic. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they'd have omniscient. I also like that they're watching on this little like view screen. Oh yeah, this is awesome like view orb. Filmed before a live studio audience, man. We're we're there. Yeah, this is great. Uh, pretty uh, much everybody is down at this point, except for Scott and Jean. Um, Scott is able to yep. keep the Shi'ar away, but they're really just kind of waiting for backup so they can come in and clean house, which they they realize. Um, Jean uses her powers to kind of hide them very briefly, um, and they have a moment of you know. You're a very special man, Scott Summers. No more special than the woman I love. Are you ready? I'm ready. And then they they come out fucking swinging. And what is also an extremely cool panel, right? Like this is this is amazing. Yeah. This is them, you know, together against all odds, against anything. We we love one another enough to to have each other's back no matter what it is. Um, and I think this is very inspiring. Uh, it is weird that it is on the back of like killing five billion people. Like I just, it's a weird moment. It's a really weird. This strange moment, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where uh, the whenever I read about that for the first time, and I was like, oh, it was cowardly of them to want to like censor that. But it, her actually not doing it almost kind of makes more sense because it would just hang over the character forever. Yeah, you know, uh, and it and it did kind of. But then I understand the urge to retcon it because, you know, weird thing like you're just like having. A, it reminds me in a Cole just recorded the episode of the venture brothers from the end of season six where uh they're all having dinner at the apartment in new york at colonel gentleman's house <laughs> and and colonel gentleman's like rodney over there he killed a baby <laughs> and it's like no he was a werewolf you know he was a baby it was a baby <laughs> i love it's colonel just like you couldn't so couldn't give that kind of thing up like you'd just be like yeah this yeah, guy yeah, who yeah, i talked yeah. to is like one of my best friends he killed, a baby. killed a baby i saw him do yeah. it i podcast with yeah. the guy that ended the universe it's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, Jean Grey killed many, like a billion babies. Yeah, it's um, you know? it's a weird thing because you know, Marvel has dabbled and and it, it it comes up when we're dealing with um the with Hydra, right? Like with just like the neo Nazi or the Nazi stylings of Hydra, and uh, it's it's really weird to think that those are your villains, but that's where your villains were back in the day. But none of those dudes ever really won anything. Like the, the Hydra never really like yeah. carries the day. Um, and so when we have like, if you had Captain America kill five billion people, like you'd have to just like try to walk that back because you wouldn't be able to have a conversation about Captain America without anybody. Like imagine, imagine if Jean Grey tried to stop a bank robbery right now, right? Yeah. Like in the bank robbery, it's like, what, yeah. what the fuck do you know? <laughs> I'm robbing a bank. You killed five billion people. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I. 
I love the idea of Captain America killing, killing five billion people because he'd have to do it basically one by one. I was busy that decade. Captain you America know? kills the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah, the assembly line he has to set up to do it. Um, so th- we get this beautiful, this like poetry about how they're young and in love and, mm-hmm. and you know, they're heroes. Uh, great little moment given how, how this is going to end uh, here. Unfortunately, them fighting uh, Phoenix like this, you know, similar to like if you're fighting the Hulk or what have you, uh, just awakens the force yes. uh, that's happening mm-hmm. there. And the Phoenix comes back, all breaks through uh, the psychic circuit breakers or whatever. Yeah. So Phoenix force emerges. Um, they go to plan Omega. Um, and which is basically, we have to make sure the Phoenix force is destroyed no matter what the cost. Um, and Xavier, yes. there's a panel where Xavier is like, Lalandra is totally hundred percent right. Uh, and he gathers the X-Men uh, telepathically and says, you have to, start you have to start taking gene down um and really the only ones that are still responsive are cyclops and storm with because their their clothes are all ripped up and you know jeans in the background phoenix and out um and we see her like oh good this is exactly what i wanted to happen so something strange is is happening but we don't quite know what yet yeah uh we show like the rest of the x-men up getting woken up as well uh here and uh, are also being told to fight uh, there. They're really surprised by this. Uh, or, uh, Storm kind of confuses Jean Grey to buy them time. A uh, moment I really like is because there's low gravity here. Uh, Wolverine throws Colossus. Nice stuff. Good stuff. Uh, instead of vice versa. Really great. Uh, he turns to the metal mid- midair and punches Jean Grey, but he pulls his punch. Yeah. You know, again. Uh, which, um, which Jean Grey and, can tell. Um, yeah. And Jean Grey kind of gives the speech of like, you know, I finally truly understand who I am, what I am, and what has to be done. Um, I'm I'm two beings, but I'm bound together. Like I am one person, but I'm two beings inside one person. Um, and the Phoenix has to die, so you have to kill me. Um, and of course, yep. you know, Cyclops is you know not Jean. <laughs> Maybe Wolverine yep. instead. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, no. Have we tried killing Wolverine? Uh, I'm not saying it'll work. I'm just saying we, we all options are on the table. We don't know that it won't. Uh, Jean Grey at this point teleports him into a machine, a room with like a big blaster. It's like the end of uh, Resident Evil 3. Um, a big laser that can zap her yeah. um, at this point. And basically does it herself. Like nobody turns on the machine or anything. No. Uh, Jean Grey suicides. Yeah. Uh, in front of uh, Cyclops. So they go, they'll be quick and clean. Uh, there'll only be one more person's death on my hands. You know? And Cyclops quickly uh, realizes, like, oh, this was the goal. You, you knew you were going to do this as soon as you got here. Like, you knew that you yep. could not let the Dark Phoenix loose, but you also couldn't control it. So you knew you had to sacrifice yourself in order to save the world save the universe from this terrible cosmic force uh and then he yeah. collapses gene oh gene oh gene um that's how you even found out there was this laser yeah you know here you read the minds of the people who were here know there was a a phoenix killing laser um then we got over a statement i am the recorder a non-cellular humanoid who is owned by the watcher such a fucking left um, turn out of nowhere man like imagine like being like so super into this is gene gray dying this is one of the most important x-men in the world dying and you know which she has done before granted but like at this point like you feel like oh she just killed herself 
to avoid this huge moral quandary and to because of the guilt and because she thought that this was right and then just like a robot is now talking i love it uh i just i really i and and watcher just goes on this very very purple prose kind of thing about how all humans can be good or evil yes you know this is the x-men this is they don't realize it but this was a good thing they won't think so but it was good of gene gray to suicide here explaining it to this like tiny little gobot <laughs> i just want the gobot at the end yeah. to be like can you maybe i mean like a little bit dumber <laughs> like i don't yeah. some of the concepts you're wrestling with there are just kind of above my programming like you know you made me to cut butter and uh here i am wrestling with these moral <laughs> complications uh not- boss i've always wanted to see a dinosaur <laughs> is, actually- is there any chance you can make that happen? Yeah, do any of your terrible machines have uh the ability to show me a dinosaur um yeah i'd, li- I'd like to see a dinosaur please the the ending of this the with the watcher saying like this is what makes humanity unique is their ability to uh triumph over seemingly insurmountable obstacles and if the cause is just um and you know saying that the x-men don't realize it but you know they may never realize it or they may never accept it but they have won the greatest victory of their young lives um because it is better uh to could have lived to become a god but it was more important to her that she die a human um and again like it's it's very trite but it just goes back to underline uh xavier saying you know power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely and all that shit um but i I, I do like this i do like this idea of gene ending this and the only way that she could of like i'm going to take the decision from all of you you don't have to agonize for about this because I am going to remove anybody's decision making from this. Like nobody has to feel guilty for not supporting me or for letting this happen or anything. Like I'm just going to take it over myself. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird, like in a weird pro suicide way. And I, I obviously don't support suicide and, or in, in any kind of way whatsoever, just within the narrative of this comic book. Like I see why they came to this conclusion and we're like, yes, this is, this is the thing. Um, of course it's X-Men. So you know, she comes back to life and all of the shit is wiped out. <laughs> so yeah. After, after Cyclops immediately starts dating someone who looks exactly like not her. weird at all. You know, mm-hmm. that's strange. Yeah. All kinds of dumb bullshit. happens. Yeah. Um, but the idea it's a, it's an immense kindness, right? Like is your last act to be like, you don't have to do it. Yeah. I'll just take care of it. You know, uh, it's very good. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, and, and a classic for a reason. Very sweet. We were going to read the next step issue, uh, and cover it as well. But it, it's a more recap madness. I will say, uh, unfortunately, yeah, I will say that the the cover of the next one is really really great because um, it's got like, oh yeah, the background is all like pink and white, and it's got just it's just random um, like classic issues covers of X Men comics, and then in blue, in the background is all of the X Men, uh, and then with Cyclops in the foreground walking away, and it says Exit Cyclops. Also, there's a chance to win a to- Toys R Us shopping spree. Um, would be down with that. I'm hundred percent down with the shopping spree. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to go on that shopping spree as well. Have you ever been on a shopping uh, great spree? Cover. I feel like that's like, I never really thought about it, but like, boy, I would kind of like to do that. Like it's a weird consumerist of me, but like, I would like to, man, if I could go on a shopping, like give me 10 minutes at grocery store, right? Like that'd be fun. Yeah. I've given myself a shopping spree. Sure, sure, I've sure, given sure. myself like a dollar limit uh-huh. and gone into a fun store. Yeah. 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 I did that for mm-hmm. uh, autumn's birthday one year. I was just like, hey, like, let's go on a shopping spree. She's like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, I got, I got a bunch of money. Let's, let's go, go, go buy whatever you want. I'll, I'll pay for it. So, yeah, that's a great birthday mm-hmm. gift. Uh, I have also given that gift. It was real fun. Um, 
yeah, great. Uh, your classic for a reason. Great stuff. Uh, I'm happy to take a break from it. I find this era of Claremont X-Men stuff like very readable, but at some point again, a little bit fatiguing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the nonstop recapping and running in place and like everyone going over everything many times, yeah. you know, I, I'm really glad that comics got over that. Yeah. Um, you know, like that, that is very, uh, modern comics tend not to do that. Yes. And I really appreciate that. Usually like when we're reading Avengers versus X-Men, like a, a, just a quick recap page, right. And text only. So the characters don't have to think about it. You don't like distract from the art or the, the actual writing of this whole thing. You can just be like, Hey, this is what you need to know. Get into it. Um, yeah, I, this, this whole run was super great, Gary. I'm really glad we did this. Like I, I kind of, I know we kind of yeah. just lucked into it sort of, um, but it's it's just been really really fun. The art on these on these four issues, man, I just can't I can't get over just, just how iconic stuff. it is, yeah. how much it's burned into my brain from being a child. Um, the only thing that really happens, I think, in the next issue that we should remote that we should talk about is that Kitty Pride officially joins the X Men. She shows up, so yeah, and Cyclops quits. Yes, mm. yeah, which I think we mentioned. Um, we it was inevitable that we did this. You know, X Men comic podcast is going to do the most important mm-hmm. stories of the X Men at some point. Um, in terms of what we're going to do next, if we're going to try to do some solo series or more first appearances, uh, I don't want to think about it right now. I don't know if you've already decided what you want to do. Nope. But yeah, I uh, I didn't really feel like seeing past this. We'll figure it out sometime in the next two yeah, weeks. We're uh, we're recording this early, so um, it's going to be several weeks before we have to actually record another episode, unless we just want to do them early. So we're we're still in the in the planning phase, and um, a bunch of other stuff is happening. So we're, we're we'll we'll get there. We'll we'll make a decision on what we're going to cover next and announce it to everybody. We promise. So. In the meantime, um, and, and all of this stuff sounds fun. Yeah. Like it all sounds like a cool thing to do. To yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Uh, what can they do? Uh, they can support the show going to patreoncom TV, donate some money every month. They get cool benefits, uh, exclusive podcast, the ability to control what video game Gary plays. Like you were just a little tiny Gary in the back of his neck. Um, like I was recorder, and you were. And uh, I'm the watcher. You were yeah, the watcher. Um, yeah. Explain to me Witcher Three <laughs> says the recorder to the, to, <laughs> to Uruuru the watcher. I can't remember how to say his name. Done. Um, you you also get access to the Slack channel, which is a cool place to hang out with other members of the community. Uh, go check it out. If you can't do that, ratings and reviews is a real big help, uh, and also just straight up telling your friends. The most important thing, as always, is just to keep listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for doing that. We hope you are safe and sound and sane in this crazy wide world that we live in. Love you, and we'll be back soon with more X-Men. Bye.